The water's boiling. Hello! Ah! My first day as a woman, I'm getting hot flashes. And toodaloo! And welcome, 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 <laughs> welcome to the podcast that uh, does, I think, what it says on the tin, unless it's it's pretending to be something else. Yeah, it's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. And I'm Georgia. And be prepared, folks. This is a Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! This is totally not the thing we recorded right after we finished You Got Mail. No, totally not. No. That's <laughs> what you're on about. Not even at Christmas. Megan show. was here for that one, and Georgia's here for this one, so it can't be that. No. No. Um, thanks for the McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, we do episode number 207. That was lovely, yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire. So yeah, so uh, hopefully uh, everybody enjoyed, had a great Christmas break. You enjoyed the BFE Christmas party <laughs> I don't like this. It feels episode. like we're away Christmas. I hate it. It feels weird. Yeah, by the time this comes out, will I be back at work? I'll be pretty, cl- I'll be pretty close. Ew. Uh, no, done, no, I'll be back at work, yeah. You lived on a, whole, close to it. a holiday in Canada. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How was Canada? Oh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was great. It Did was, you go to the sushi bar? I am, I am, it's weird. It feels like a blur. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm struggling to encapsulate it in words. What happened? <laughs> Maybe in the next episode you can uh, give us a recap. Maybe on. the next episode. Yeah, yeah, I, brought, yeah. I brought back. I brought back some it. goods, but they got stuck at customs. So I think I may have to oh, wait a week okay. before. I can't I wait can, for those. Yeah. Did you bring back some of them seasoned um, ruffles? Oh, oh Christ, Christ. I would say. I feel eighty five percent sure of it. I yeah. did. Yes. <laughs> 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 so there we are. What I did want to bring up, and I didn't bring up um, last year when we did You've Got Mail. Man, you've you got, you got, you got a good memory, if you remember that. <laughs> the Christmas lights. I mean, I know we're in the new year now, yep. but I mean, are they still on? They're barely. I, I thought I thought they were out. I was like, oh, it'd be kind of funny to talk about it today, but they yeah. are barely. barely I, I'm going to turn the lights off if you can just fill some silence here. <laughs> okay, no worries. I'm going to keep an eye on the tree and see if they're so still in the. Oh, oh, just about, they are, yeah. just about, yeah. That's really weird. Yeah, so they're really close. So they have made a year now. They've made a year, yeah. Wow. Well, I guess now it's a year. So now, are you going to keep them on now until they do die? Why happens if they go on for like two, three years? I mean, what you- oh, I mean, there comes the time when <laughs> you think who, 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 who's the joke really on? Like, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there we are. Uh, but I'll tell you who the joke's never on. And that's um, our friends of the podcast, our uh, Patreon backers. I'm talking about Julie, All right. Hermes, I hear you. James Guzman, Come on. Lena Oberholzer, All right. Anthony and Davies, yeah. Chris Peterson, Ooh. Randall Silva, All right. Dwayne Smith, Dwayne Smith. Oh, yeah. the Yeetmeister, yeah. Reverend Bruce, yes. Nate the Great, hell yeah. Andy Dixon, <laughs> All righty. Holly Callan. Deck the whole, oh no, that's over. New Year, happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> Holly let, Callan. Let, let old acquaintance be forgot with Holly <laughs> Callan. Yeah. Cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with a fish on a bike. Uh, we've got uh, a resident curmudgeon. Richard. The shy, no, not the shy guy. Jeez, the cool cat himself, Ryan Kukets. <laughs> Ryan Kukets. Yeah. Dirk, yeah. but his friends call him. Diggler. The shy guy, shy burger friend. Shy guy, shy guy. Stu from the Stu World Order podcast. Alrighty. And Norfolk Thomas. Yes. And if you want to know how you can keep the light on at the Studio of Awesomeness and that sweet, sweet BFE content coming from the microphone to your ears two times a week. Please consider joining our Patreon. You can get in the door for as little as three British pounds. It's less than four US dollars and about five bucks Canadian. Other currencies are available. Cool. And I feel like we may have forgotten to mention it on our You Got Mail episode. <laughs> but uh, uh, we, we hope a very happy birthday happened in late December for Hermes Auslander. Hey, Hermes happy birthday, birthday, Hermes. If that and, is even your, actually your and birthday. And Dirk, but his friends call him Diggler. I wasn't so mad about fantasy football that we forgot to put your birthday on. No. Happy birthday, guys. Birthday, birthday, birthday. Woo, woo, woo. 
I can feel how tired I am. Um, so there we go. Uh, I've got, it's weird. I don't really have anything to reflect on or correct on. No? I feel like we had a pretty good run last week with the Christmas episode. Yeah. New Year, yeah. new us. New Year, new us. That's right. We're rebranding with a new name. Ethan was supposed <laughs> to keep track of who made the most mistakes and who was supposed to catch the most mistakes. I don't think that's happening. No, especially that's the lag he had. Yes. He's so laggy that he's not even into this year yet. No. He probably thinks it's still 2023. Yeah. It's that bad of a lag. Not even at his Christmas yet. That's right. Definitely not the 13th of December, 2023. No, so Definitely we're going to catch up. My sister's up. birthday today. Oh, well, happy birthday. Oh, well done. Thanks. Today, today. Today, today. Last year today? Last year. Today. Okay. We did. You got mail. Um, no general shout out. So we're just going to keep things a little bit, a little bit chill and to say, but hey, we're never going to keep chill. And that's the request to give us a review. Apple or Spotify. I hear five stars is a nice number. Five is the magic number. Indeed it is. Checking in with the morning report. Can we talk about this for two minutes? Go for it. Um, we're going to talk about it in more detail next week when everybody's back, I hope. <laughs> Any New Year's res- resolutions you're going to put into effect this year? Yeah, I'm going to try and read one book this year. This has been an ongoing one, hasn't it? No, I've tried to read three the year before i tried to read two last year and i'm gonna try and read one because i haven't read any so if you're unsuccessful this is be next year it's gonna be my resolution is not to read any books <laughs> i haven't determined i am gonna read a book i've just been so busy uh georgia i'm not gonna lie i've not really thought about it because um because the holidays were such a blur because the holidays <laughs> were such a blur they were and i've been so busy that i haven't had chance to actually think about it maybe i might get back to you give me a week okay. i might be a bit better it's weird i saw george's show and yet it feels like i have nothing to say about it that's wow. really strange that let me reflect on it maybe 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 next week I'll yeah maybe next say. week we'll have something to say about it <laughs> um i'll say uh mine is i lost about 35 almost 40 pounds last year okay what's that in stone roughly a lot two and a half oh okay good yeah. i can understand that so my it's, it's harder Dude, that is a lot it's harder every year but i would go i'd like to lose yeah i'd like to lose another two stone yeah i say 30 pounds so yep. just just over two stone yep that would Doable. be a reasonable thing i did lose a lot at the start and then kind of plateaued and spent a lot of the second half of the year riding that plateau mm-hmm. but i don't want to discredit the fact that i dropped 35 pounds at the start of it yeah, exactly. and, and kept incredible. it and yeah. kept it off yeah, yeah it's good so that's where i'm going to go with that so that's Weight my loss is a long-term thing yeah it's a long-term thing because if it's anything it's a short-term short thing because no then you can't sustain it no no and you're also putting your body through a lot yeah so it's, it's, it's a journey. It took me a long time to put it on. It took me a little while to take it off, and that's okay. I'm, yep. I'm going to keep going. Yep. So, yeah, I'm going to keep living my boring well, you know, jack-a-potato life and uh, all that stuff. But, no, I, I, I know the tricks now. I know what works for me. I've, I've, become, I've got a bunch of good recipes now that I go to to multi-day cook and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I did kind of fall off the wagon in December where I just kind of went – not that I went pigged out, but I just kind of went – I'm kind of living like a non-slimming world, like life. Well, in you know, December, when, when you're back in, when you get busy, the first thing to go is that diet. Yeah, that's why I want to cook things that are multi days. And yeah. also, you know, because you've been back to Canada now for yeah. for Christmas, you know, you, you can in, you indulge. Enjoy yourself. While Sometimes yeah. it takes yeah. a while to show up on the scale, so I might have to check for next week and see how it goes. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. But no, that's, that's my hope. That's my hope. Good, so on there we go. Good on you. Well done, though. Yeah. Um, I, I'd love to talk about, oh, what would this be? This would be week number 
16 or 17. I, I'm, I'm really not that good at math. But Normally as far as the... Well, so, yeah, you'd think you know. so, wouldn't you? But uh, I'm, I'm pushing this button. It's not New Year Fogness, I think you've got. Oh, it's because it's uh, already as far as it goes that way. All right. Uh, in the... Uh, but I feel we're going to give people a comprehensive update next week. Yeah, that'd be more accurate. I think we're a little bit... By next week, we might even be done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, three weeks ago, when we were talking about You've Got Mail, when you guys were talking about You've Got Mail, because I was really busy. Um, you did, did come in for did, burgers after. I did come in for burgers after. Yeah. Did you uh, Did you discuss fantasy football then? Yeah, we did. Okay. I just wanted to check. In pretty, yeah, in detail, because it's, it's, it was a live update, so yeah. why not talk about well, it? Well, I can honestly say, through the whole season, I stayed at number 14, was it? <laughs> <laughs> pretty, it did make me laugh pretty consistent. Because we were like one, three, and four, and then... For like 15, 16, or 14, 15, or something. We're like very we top and bottom BFE. heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it made me giggle. No one can accuse the BFE of rigging it because, <laughs> yeah, three of us did finish, but two of us kept it honest. <laughs> yep. And I got a great sound bite of Georgia, which you should hear. I'm sure coming up, we'll have the besties and the resties in the next oh, uh, no. in the next month or so. We'll we'll definitely do the besties first and the resties second. The resties are my more favorite of the two. You do like them, it's you? fun, right? You like ragging on them. I yeah. do. But it's also good to talk about about the ways that things should have happened and why you guys were wrong to not give Frances McDermott every best actress win. <laughs> Because you were totally wrong. I forget who we gave it to that year instead of Fargo. Liv but Tyler? you were so. It wasn't Liv Tyler. <laughs> Can't blame me. But it was so wrong. Hopefully, Liam's. Only Ethan's got like the, the, the history of it. He's our historian. We need a historian. We do. Do you know what? I don't remember half the stuff I've done. It is fun to hear. Here's what you did last year, and you go, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. always fun." So, hopefully, that'll be all right. Uh, so there we are. Um, let's talk about today's movie. We're less than ten minutes in. We're throwing in the movie. Look at this. Oh my wow, god! Wow, that's unusual. That's right. So, why are we doing this today? This is for Lulu. Uh, it's for Lulu. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thirty year anniversary of the film. Yeah, right? and it's weird because last year we started the year with Robin Williams. We did. Good, Good morning, morning Vietnam. Vietnam. And this year we're doing it with Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. So there we are. Thirty year anniversary. Let's go ahead and hit the pitch. After a bitter divorce, an actor disguises himself as a female housekeeper to spend time with his children held in custody by his former wife. My resolution's to remain being as awesome as I always am. You lot can try and keep up. Apparently humility was not his uh I think he was being quite would be. I think he'd been quite funny. But, um, Felix, maybe he wants to, to show more invite. personality this year. He hasn't yeah. showed much, has he? But no. now he's slipping these little things, aren't he? It, aren't he? Isn't he? He's got. He's got a little fan base. Yeah. Hashtag friend of Felix. Um, <laughs> I think he's trying to get an, another invite on. I think I, think think I saw him retweet out the hashtag be mean to Megan. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> hey, that's the producer's call. <laughs> we need to make sure that Felix everybody knows. I think he. I think he said his New Year's resolution was to start. A Twitter. A Twitter account. Nice. Wow. So he did said he didn't have one there, but I think he does. Mm. Yeah. So he could uh, send him messages. Oh, it'd be great to hear. Yeah. People be like, do, do a pitch on this for me. Yeah. Yeah, there we are. <laughs> you son of a pitch. 
Felix. <laughs> son of a bitch. Can we have that as a t-shirt? Son, of, son a of a bitch. That's brilliant. Friend of Felix. Give it to Ethan. I mean, we'll add it to our list of t-shirt ideas I've given him that haven't shown up on the shop. <laughs> We've got pe- Mango. Pe- people living in the microphone. Man girl. Yeah. Beaming to Megan. No. <laughs> Hashtag beaming to Megan. Don't be mean. I wonder to which Megan. one would sell more. Oh. <laughs> the BB to Megan. I think the BB to Megan would totally sell more. Oh, I do. So there we are. That's just rude. Let's do for Megan what the last the last five years has done for the name Karen. Let's make Megan the name of someone we need to be mean to. Who no. are the Megans? Hey, let us know. Who are the Megans in your life, folks? Are the literal Megans? <laughs> Megans are people we need to be mean to. She's also not old. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So I see your resolution wasn't to tell the truth this year. <laughs> Let's talk about this film. Uh, directed by Christopher Columbus. Mm-hmm. Is it actually? Yeah. Harry that. Potter, who remember we talked about, um, In the he Christmas got he got home alone because he was fired from uh, Christmas. Well, he, fi- he, he didn't, didn't, want, he didn't want to work with Chevy. Yeah. Did he? So it's worked out okay from in the end. Yeah, he wrote Gremlins. He wrote The Goonies. He directed Adventures in Babysitting. That's for my sister. Uh, he directed Home Alone One and Home Alone Two, and directed Harry Potter One and Harry Potter Two. Yeah, only does the first two. Yes, because after that it goes to... But to be fair, he's... No, I mean, he he can only do the first two things in a a film. Oh, is that right? Um, Because they went from that to... uh, Was it Alfonso Cuaron who did uh, Azkaban? one. I want to think he does three. Yeah, yeah. I like Prisoner Azkaban. That's my favourite. Prisoner Azkaban's the best. It is the best one. Yeah. It's also one of the best books. The sixth book's very good as well, though. This was co-written by Randy Myron Singer, who's previously done The Two Fairy, as well as Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip. <laughs> and Leslie Dixon, who previously did Madhouse. Is it Madhouse? No. John Larroquette, Kirstie Alley? No. It's like one of those bad 80s movies. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, it was rough. Uh, Pay It Forward. Still another one either. That, Kevin Spacey, after he wins his Oscar, that was one of the first ones he did. Oh, okay. I think it's, is that the kid from Sixth Sense? It might have been the kid from Sixth Sense. I'm not sure. Haley Osmond or whatever his name is. Yeah, was, was, was Helen Hunt in it? I think Helen Hunt was in it as well. I loved Helen Hunt yeah. as an actress. I thought she was great. And it disappears overnight. Yeah. And Freaky Friday. Oh, I don't mind that. It's a remake. I could take it. Uh, the With uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. yeah. And Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Yeah. Cinematography by Donald McAlpine, who had previously done Predator. Wow. Parenthood. <laughs> Two different movies. Uh, Romeo and Juliet. Good movie. Yeah, the Barcelona one, yep. Moulin Rouge. Another good movie. Check out the uh, episodes on both those, as well as yeah. the Chronicles of Narnia, The Land, The Witch, and The Wardrobe. I really I like enjoy that. those. Yeah. I wanted that to not, be better than it was. Why have we not touched that? that is it because it's, you don't like it? It's not that highly regarded. No. It was really disappointing. Yeah, for me, my personal thing, you, yeah. like, I had friends who were big Lord of the Rings fans, and I went and saw the movies with them, and I said to them, I was like, I want someone to come and do for, for Narnia what they just did for Lord of the Rings. When they said they knew a big budget, I was like, oh, great. And then I watched the most neutered version of Lion you know, the- I reckon it was well, By its very point. nature, is not as dark. By its very nature, it's a bit more kiddie. But I'm like, you don't take, take all the teeth out of it. And there is teeth to it. Yeah. You know, when Peter fights the wolf and you stab the wolf and there's no, like, blood. Like, it's a CGI wolf. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. get over yourself. Um, but at no point did you have... The only thing that felt really great was the uh, Tilda Swinton... No one told her. Amazing. No one told her you're in a B-rate Narnia movie. No. She brings it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think they struggle with how to format it. So the narrator's voice is such an important part of the Chronicles of Narnia, the books. Yeah. And so, for instance, there's a scene where Edmund, who's the bad one of the four kids. The misguided one. Yeah. He's the one who runs off with the, with the queen because yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the chin to turn to light. And so yeah. he goes to her castle and he sees this lion out front 
For, and at first he thinks it's Aslan. And he pauses. And then he goes up and he goes, oh, it's a stone lion. He's still not sure, though. He goes up very, and then finally he goes and he draws some, takes a marker out and draws some spectacles and a little, like, beard on him to show what he's not afraid. But the whole time the narrator's telling us he really is afraid. Yeah. He really, really is afraid. He's afraid for the whole thing. And he's doing it to try and convince himself he's not scared. Mm. But it takes us, it takes about two and a half, three pages to get through what I've just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the movie, he just walks up and writes some spectacles and goes, ha, and walks away. And uh, I'm like, oh. Yeah, he just wasted it, yeah. Like, there's so much character in that. And you didn't do any of it besides go, Edmund's a jerk. That's all you do. As opposed to, look at him really struggling with the guilt of what he's done as well. Because after he feels guilty about Aslan. It reminds him of his brother. It reminds mm-hmm. him of his sister. None of that. Stupid. See, I really love the 90s one, uh, the TV movies. Oh, the pants one where they're all well, like giant like, hey, like puppets, basically? Hey, dude. That, yeah? that was, my, that yeah? was my upbringing. I remember that seeing was, it. I remember seeing was, it. Yeah. Um, on a Sunday night, that was. Music by Howard Shore, who we've done lots of stuff from, such as Big, Sounds of the Lambs. Ooh. Haven't done Philadelphia. We need to do that one. We day. do. That thing you do. Oh, great movie. We've done the first two-thirds of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. Gangs of New York, we haven't. Departed, we did with Hermes Ostlander. Yeah, I went there for that one. <laughs> uh, then get ready for this. Doubt, we did with Hermes uh, Ostlander. I went there for that one either. The Hobbit trilogy. Yeah. Spotlight. Spotlight. Uh, it's another it one best picture. It's got Keaton. It's got Ruffalo. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not seeing that. Batman and the Incredible Hulk take down the Catholic Church. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so there that is really a film wanna, I would watch. That is a film I'd watch. <laughs> yeah, I might be misselling kind of elements of that. I feel like you are. But they do I, take down I the Catholic see, Church, but it's not. I want to see that version of the film. You know, you know, like, Hulk mad, Hulk smash. I really want to see like uh, a proper crossovers of stuff. You know, stuff you wouldn't expect. Multi-universe crossovers. I, I yeah, think, I, think, I think we're burned out on it. No, no, I mean like just like not just Marvel movies yeah. and DC yeah, but I, movies. I think we're, yeah, but you know, like take characters from I don't know. I just want to see new stuff now. I'm yeah. such a give me a new ca- like something like Mrs. Dalph. Like, these movies don't exist anymore. No, they don't. And there's they not don't. a sequel. There's no nothing. No. But nothing comes. Like, it's not even. I don't want the sequel. Give me just give me new stories. Yeah, yeah. New we stories. And if they're not very stories. good, I'm okay with that. Just yeah. give me a new something. And not on Netflix. Give it me in the cinema. I think that's why Barbie did so well. It was different. Well, it was. Yeah, it was. I mean, Barbie's a perfect storm. Yeah, perfect storm. As yeah. is. Uh, as was as was Oppenheimer, and they were both made stronger by the fact that each other were out there. Yeah, it became an event. It was yeah, nuts, isn't it? So, first time I saw this, Liam? I definitely didn't see it at the cinema. Um, probably in my early 20s. Really? Yeah. I know, shocking, right? Um, there was something about the poster I didn't like as a kid. And I thought it was going to be you know, campy and something else and all these other things. And I was really heavily into um, stuff like Boys in the Hood and 70s movies and martial art movies at the time. And I just was not my not my jam at the time. And so I didn't come to this until later in my early 20s. And I watched it. And I think I watched it mainly because of Piers Brosnan. I wanted to see him in a different role um, other than like a Bond Bond role. So, yeah, that was my early 20s. So I can't remember exactly when, but early 20s. George? Um, today and two days ago wow. when I started watching it. Wow. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about yourself? <sighs> I would have been exposed this pretty early. Not, not in cinema, but like rental pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if- your family was very much 
that yeah. new movie coming out, wasn't he? And I think North America's got, I think it's just culturally just part of the fabric a little bit more. Yeah. Movies. I mean, there's a reason why half the half the, the the box office for almost any film is U.S. and Canada. Yeah, it's just part of the Nate. The, the, the advertising is so much more present. So we knew. You know, I can tell you which scenes were in the trailer. Like, you know, it's just that yeah, it's just yeah, that, yeah. that omnipresent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So saw so, it. Um, you know, I was a kid. It's designed to be one of those things. You know, and he was the. I was a, I was a huge Robin Williams fan. Um. At that age, maybe not yet. I would be. I mean, obviously, I loved Aladdin, but I didn't know who Robin Williams really probably was. Yeah, same. Not that well. Well, actually, I did. I knew him as Mork from yeah, Mork I, and I Mindy, but I didn't realize that Aladdin Genie was the yeah. same guy. Um, Hook Hook came out. Oh, I loved, loved, loved Hook. It's a long movie. We, oh, we always forget though. that. That's one that I did watch growing up. I Welcome, did watch a lot of That works really well, So it must though. be interesting because you guys don't have the nostalgia effect then, theoretically, that mm. a lot of people Oh, do. I definitely don't. So I do. I loved it. Okay, but yours is from, like, being 20-something. Is that really? Well, you said the first time you saw this was when you were 20-something. Oh, no, I thought you were talking about Hook. No, 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 sorry, I'm talking about, yeah, I was saying, the, the, the same nostalgia that I think we all put on for Hook, including myself. <clears throat> yeah. I think a lot of people put on for, for Mrs. Doubtfire, Doubtfire. Oh, okay. and then especially you add the Robin Williams element to it. Yeah. Spoiler for who's in the movie, but, um, and then uh, I think at times some movies like this become re- referendums for how much did you like Robin Williams, as opposed to, let's talk about the movie. Yeah, yeah, Um, so there we are. Um, yeah, so context corner, uh, quickly, this film was released in the United States, November 24th, 1993, and, uh, was rated PG-13. Um, when released in the UK, two months later, it received a certificate of 12, which at the time meant you could not access it if you were under age 12, yep. even with a parent. So they lobbied hard, because in the States, you can watch an R-rated movie with, with, with a parent. Really? You, you can bring you can bring a four year old into an R rated movie. That's nuts. If they were the parent, yeah, yeah. That's what it's, it's about. Is. It's about fr- it's about freedoms, isn't it? Well, yeah. R R's like R's like an eighteen. Yeah. No, sorry, no. Yeah. I mean, like if you if twelve, the equivalent now is a twelve A. You can take it any any child into a twelve A if they're with an adult. Yeah, or if you're twelve, but, you can see it by yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But in, in the the US, it's like you got to be. You can't even go see an R rated movie at sixteen without yeah. without a parent. Because right. I can remember when yeah. Batman Returns came parent out. or an adult. Sorry, adult. My bad. Just, just, just adult. No, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember when Batman Returns came out, and I was just twelve. And Dark I, movie, and, and I weren't sure whether I was going to be allowed in or not. Dark you movie, because because yeah. I went on my own. Dad dropped me off, sent me in, and he didn't want to watch it, and then came picked me up after. But I was unsure whether I'd get in or not yeah. because I think that was a twelve A. Sounds about right. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. It was Batman Returns, you said? Batman Returns. Yeah, it's the darkest of, of, of all the Batman oh, films. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Um, so at the time, uh, 12A doesn't uh, exist. 12A only starts to exist in 2002. Oh, okay. Then yeah. there's a 12 then, yeah. So it would have been 12. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this resulted in cinemas requesting their local authorities to override this decision uh, because they because of having to turn down so many families, so the 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 cinemas can't independently just let people in. Yeah. So they lobby because in Britain, <laughs> never met a policy that you know people don't love to enforce. <laughs> so um, later in February, the Independent reported that the censors refused to give the film a U or PG certificate, which would let everybody in, and gave it a twelve instead, which was due to 20th Century Fox refusing to remove three controversial lines. 
The distributor said, can you reconsider? And a compromise was reached and the film was re-rated PG with one of three cuts uh, of the, one of the three proposed cuts happening, which removed 13 seconds featuring sexual innuendo. I think I've got to know what scene this is now. The other two cuts would have removed just some of the innuendo, but this one cut removes all the innuendo. And it was released, therefore, in May 1994. And the cut version was also used in VHS and DVD releases in the UK. Yeah. Uh, in November 2012, the distributors resubmitted the original version to BBFC, and the 12 certificate was reinstated for home video, along with a 12A certificate for cinema release. You could go see it in the cinema with your parents. Oh, yeah. And then the parent can buy it and take it home and let a 12-year-old watch it. <laughs> watch it at a heart's content or 11-year-old or whatever it was. I think the most of that would have gone over a child's head anyway. So Yeah. Do you know what I mean? On March the 4th, 2013, the uncut version was released on Blu-ray and for downloads in the UK. Uh, there's a rumor that started in early 2021 saying there's an NC-17 cut of the film featuring extraordinarily vulgar ad-libs by Robin Williams. Totally believable. Yeah. yeah, same. But the claim was debunked by Chris Columbus and by Mara Wilson, with Columbus stating that Williams did film enough outtakes to make an R-rated version, but an NC-17 rating would be absurd. He knows he's making a kid's film after all. Yeah, exactly. Wilson previously denied the claims of an NC-17 cut in her own memoir. So there we go. Let's begin the deep dive. 24 minutes in. Look at this. Do you think they'll end up uh, releasing that? R-rated one? Yeah. There'll be a market for it. Because I think so. If you can make a coherent story out of it, yes. Yeah. Um, We start with the Barbara Figaro. There's a cartoon singing, and it's Robin Williams dusting off his Aladdin Aladdin slash Fern Gully gimmick one more time. (laughs) But this is not the way you record cartoons. You don't watch it because that's not been made yet, has it? No, it, vocals first always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Animate around. You know how hard it would be to like sync up voices? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like we tried to do it when it was... Um, Baby talk, no, child talking. with Yeah, uh, for... Uh, Flint Street. Flint Street. That, that was, was hard because we did the voices and then... Even that, we did the voices first yeah. and then we mouthed along to it. If you tried to do the opposite, there's no way it can happen. No. No way it can happen. So uh, there we are. Meet Daniel Hillard, played by, in case you missed it already, Robin Williams. Robin Williams, third appearance on the pod. Only third appearance on the pod, but anyway, know the first two? Good morning, Vietnam. Good morning, Vietnam. Yep. And also starts with good. Oh, Goodwill. Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, well yep, done. Goodwill Hunting. Chris Columbus was amazed how Robin Williams took his performance or how far he did. First, he played it, seen the scripted two or three times, and then he was allowed to improvise, or as Robin Williams called it, playing. Columbus allowed Williams a lot of improv because that's where the film's funniest material came from. In fact, Columbus called it even magical at times. Columbus would use two or three cameras when shooting Robin Williams scenes because he doesn't know what he's going to come up with. Columbus viewed shooting these scenes as if you were making a documentary. <laughs> um, so I remember I, I do a, like, a kind of a fun little end of your video for, for, for my school area. You do. And I remember there was this guy and I try to feature people who the people, the people who are leaving the school. I try and feature them heavily. So this one year, this guy was leaving, so I wanted to feature him very, very heavily. I'd worked with him at another school before in the past, and so I kind of knew what I was getting him for. But I was like, uh, I'll call him Bob. George. His name's not Bob. I'll call him Bob. <laughs> I was like, Bob, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and you do this. And then we start, he starts like rolling around the floor. I said, what are you doing? He goes, I'm improvising. I said, I'm one man with one camera. <laughs> And I'm not like a huge rig. I've got like a like a DSLR, the same camera I used to shoot this. I've got that camera in my hands. Yeah. Trying to hold it steady. Yeah. 
and going, I, if that's work, I need to know where you're going to go. You can't just go where the spirit leads you in the moment. If you want to brainstorm an idea and tell me what you're going to do, we can, we can practice it. We can rehearse it, but that's, I need you to just do what, 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 what's that? Okay. Okay. Great. Great. Run it again. He does something different. <laughs> and like, I'm, I'm trying a third time. Again, he goes and does something different. So I'm like, how's that? I said, it's good. We, we got it all. I had like triple the material and he always wanted the, the biggest part every year. Yeah. And I was going to give it to him this year. And I ended up having to shoot it myself, shooting myself doing these these lines because he just didn't get through his head. You, you got to. <laughs> you got to make it so I know where you're going. And also, if you're rolling on the floor, you're back to the camera. What's the point of that? Yeah, yeah Your yeah. back's to the camera. Yeah. Yeah. So, such as. So, he talked himself out of the heavily. Oh, I gave him everything he wanted. He screwed it up for himself. Ugh. Yeah. Um. Chris Columbus was, I said that already. Uh, oh, so he's fighting against the parrot smoking. So instantly we go, he's a good guy. Yeah. No matter what's going to happen here, he's a good guy deep down at heart because he won't endorse. I mean, the idea in the 90s of a cartoon parrot smoking, yeah. either with his will or against his will, there's no way. You're going to turn down a job. No, there's no way it gets on air. No, I wouldn't. Well, no. kids smoking in the 1990s? Who was that baby that used to have the cigar? Baby Huey or whatever it was. Yeah, but he's supposed to be like like an adult. Like he's a parody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't marketed to kids. No, was he not? No, not really. That was a kid's cartoon. Like he's in Roger Rabbit, but he's in Roger Rabbit because he had decades of something before that anyway. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. This this isn't the same as, yeah, this isn't the same as if you had like Chip and Dale, the Rescue Rangers, light up. Oh, yeah, that'd be different. Yeah, you yeah. Know, the one who's because you know they're based off of Indiana Jones and, and Magnum PI. And Magnum PI, yeah. So almost two Tom Selleck almost. Yeah, almost. But imagine yeah. just light up and they're just sitting there leaning against the against the car, just having a cigarette. That's brilliant. Jeez. <laughs> I just want to see that one episode. Chip, 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 chip. <laughs> and Dale. Cough and Dale. <laughs> they can't. They can't run out. They have to stop and catch their breath. <laughs> Uh, I always hated the Rescue Rangers. I never got it. Did you? Yeah, I didn't oh, get I it. Rescue no, Rangers. I hated it. But I, I hated the Rangers. Or sorry, the Rescue Rangers. I hated the Rangers. The Rescuers down under. Uh, oh, wait, Rescuers are not the same as the Rescue Rangers. The rest, sorry. The, yeah, the I hated the Rescuers as well, though. Did you? Yeah, I couldn't oh. stand it. Maybe I just don't like the word rescue. I don't know what it is. Uh, I like Rescue 911. That was a show in Canada. Kind of like cops, but just about like medical people. Oh, not cool. nearly as exciting as catching a bad guy and then beating him up once you do. <laughs> Um, oh, you just reminded me. Captain Holt died, didn't he? Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Uh, we talked about, about that last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, never. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, let me ask you a question because I remember I was from from a few weeks ago. I can't, I can't remember. I was talking about how my students, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Oh yes, it was a big more. Of a it, it was, it was thing. a thing for them. Now, Georgia, you're kind of between the two generations per mm-hmm. se. More impactful thing: Matthew Perry, Captain Holt. For me, yeah. Captain Holt. Okay, that's the question I was asking. Yeah, yeah that's what that's what you said, wasn't it? I, I've seen I, when friends because you're out, in the I was, moment. I was yeah, two, three, four, yeah, and not alive. Like so, you can't be two, three, four, and not alive. Well, no. Like when it started, I was not alive. It was ninety four to two thousand and four. Wait, wasn't it? how many people in this pod are alive? Yeah, ninety four. Yeah. George is saying she wasn't alive. Meg says she's not sixty. Like what's <laughs> what's going on here? I was uh, not alive in 1994. All right. Yeah. Uh, where am I at here? Cigar, oh, so, yeah. Parrot. So he goes, you want to play Gandhi, 
do it on someone else's time. And then he adopts an Indian accent and he says, does. then I've got to do what I've got to do. You'll notice I did not do the Indian no, accent. I and that's something that, I mean, looking back at Robin Williams' stand-up even now. He did a lot of. There's uh, a lot of voices. And are. voices, it got to a point and we went, no, no, that is, we acknowledge that now as being racist. But back in that time, and it's hard to explain to people. So if you're a younger listener to the, of the pod, it might not, it might sound, what do you mean? It's not, it was a pretty homogeneous sort of makeup. And that was a bit. Yeah. It was shtick. Yeah. There was nothing necessarily disrespectful towards Gandhi to what he's doing here. That being said, I don't like it. No. But I'm not sitting here going it was racist. He was doing an impression of a celebrity like he would anybody. Yep. Um, now, don't get me wrong. He had his go-to. Black preacher voice was definitely one of his go-to voices. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but look at how many different voices he did. It's one of a spectrum. It's, yeah. Yeah. And it was never... And it's not like he carried them on later no. on, is so, it? Do you know what I mean? So, so I don't like the line... But I'm not here to condemn the guy for the line either. No, 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 no. And I hope that makes sense, folks. I do. Um, but he walks out. And so we go, he's a moral good, good guy at heart. And then he goes and picks up his kids. And the kids go to a magical school with a kindergarten student, the junior high kid, who I think is way older than 12 years of age. Yep. And the high schooler all take the same bus home. Oh, nice. No. It's Nuts. impressive, though, That, that in, never in, happens. In, in San Francisco, a big city. Yeah. Yeah. I've walked past that school. Have you really? Yeah. Um, oh, who was the guy who was who went to that school? Oh, some somebody from San Francisco who grew up there, who's quite prominent now. Like I don't know, Clint Eastwood or um, Robin Williams or somebody. It was it was somebody quite prominent. They said would go to this school, and uh, and I was like, wow, that's amazing. Because I've I, what I found amazing about this school is that like. It's in such a built-up area with, you know, houses on the doorstep. Do you know what I mean? I just thought it was quite um, where my school isn't really on the doorstep of anywhere. That was my school was, you know, in the middle of nowhere, basically, where theirs was houses all the way around the school. I can't think of um, who the person was who they said, but it was somebody. Oh, I can't. I'd like to know. It might have been a criminal. It might have been somebody else. It might have been some, I don't know. What's remarkable? I'm eating this burger Georgia gave me three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Still tastes good. Good. It's what they say about McDonald's never goes bad. That's <laughs> yeah, all the preservatives. It is. It is. <laughs> Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, you know what I'm saying? We're preserving it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. I love that. Um, yeah, I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, they all know he's been fired. I guess this happens often. Yes. They're like, Dad, you get fired. Oh, and I'm like... Oh, wait. So I'm supposed to go, what a bad guy. He gets fired. You know what he does? Does he drink his problems away? No. Does he go home and yell at his kids? No. He picks them up from school. Yeah. Like a loving father. But I think it's the mother's influence, isn't it? I think that's what it is. Yeah. Mum's going to be mad. Yeah. And he goes, let's give you a party. It's your birthday. And um, she, and the, the, the one sister goes, no, no parties because of his report card. And I'm going, Wait, hang on. No party because of his report card? Ground him, but let him have his birthday yeah. party. Uh, it's also lazy writing, I thought. Mm-hmm. And mom's not going to be home for another four hours now, is she? And I get one level of it. There's like, all right, have a party. And then there's renting out a petting zoo. Uh, 
How? And absolutely trashing the house. So, yes. I've got my notes. The out of work actor. You might think money's tight now. Maybe I shouldn't make a major expenditure like this. Nope, that's fine. The out of work actor hires a mobile dogs. petting zoo. And there's a busybody neighbor who calls Daniel's wife. Daniel's wife, played by Sally Field. Sally Field. Meet Miranda Hillard. Third appearance on the pod. What you got? Forrest Gump. Yep. She in Forrest Gump? Yeah, she she's plays Forrest's mother. mama. Oh. Laughs like about chocolate yeah. mama. Um, uh, Sally Field. Um, three times on the podcast. Yep, so there's one more. Time. <sighs> Am I going to... You want to hit something? Hit Weezer. I'm oh. so mad. Oh, oh, oh. Steel Magnolias. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. She's the mum. Yep. Um, she originally declined the role of Miranda because she was having a lot of marital problems in real life with her second husband. Probably felt it was a little bit life imitating art. Yeah. Good job uh, she didn't, though. She ended up divorcing the, 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 the man in 1994, only a few months after this released. Wow. Um, she felt it would hit too hard to home to play Miranda because of her own real-life struggles. After many of her actresses passed on the role, Robin Williams was able to convince Field she was the right choice. Because her personal struggles would make for a believable performance. And although the movie did have some sad scenes in it, it was mostly a comedy. And he felt doing a comedy would be good for her and promised to create a fun and light atmosphere on set. Field eventually agreed, and it remains one of her biggest box office hits to date. Good job, then. Although they got along well during the making of the film, Field said in an interview, Williams would be frustrated because he tried so hard to get her to break out of character, but she thought she was a pro and therefore would never do so. She described Williams as a wonderful person but found working with him to be exhausting simply because he had so much energy and wanted to take different takes to try different improvs for the film. I She's going, we got it. We got it. We've, we've done the scene properly. I think with someone like Robin Williams, he's um, a total juggernaut in the way he he is. He's lightning. He's, he's so quick, so um, manic, that to catch everything is difficult. And I think with Robin Williams, he just wants you to have different takes that you can pick up on and go, well, actually, that was better, or no, that was better. You know, he's used to doing stand-up on the stage, isn't he? He's used to an audience. The cameramen and the other actors are audiences to him. And I think that's just a way of funneling his um, energy and uh, getting stuff out that he wants to express. And And I think many actors like to stick to a script rather than go off script. Um, Cause some people can't do improv and you know, you, I mean, you look at um, smoking the bandit with um, Sally field and Burt Reynolds, a lot of that was improv and she struggled with that too. Um, but she needed coaxing with that. So I think working with people like Burt Reynolds and then working with uh, Robin Williams, who's even 10 times more that, you know, I think is, hard when you want to stick to something and you can't improvise around that can you yeah um robin williams is difficult because there's a reason why so many movies of robin williams or robin williams vehicles yeah of course singular yeah yeah, yeah. you know and we've said usually he finds ways to do individual bits he's a disc jockey okay it's just him yeah no matter what happens it's just him yep um it's um he's the teacher okay so it's him and a bunch of students right or it's him and a bunch of kids or it's him and a bunch of patients who don't do anything in Patch Adams. You know what I mean? Yep. This movie goes, you got to play opposite someone. That's harder. 
Yeah. Hook, punch him and a bunch of kids. All they have to do is laugh, right? Yep. He can do whatever he wants and just makes them laugh. Yeah. And you just do cutaways of the kids laughing. Dead easy. Mm-hmm. This is difficult. This is different. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, then she gets called out of her meeting by a guy who I thought was being much bigger, so I wrote his name down. Meet Justin Gregory, played by Martin Mull. Yeah, hey. He sounded like he was going to be a bigger character. Yeah, he? he's uh, nope. Just going to give us. I got some exposition I got to do here for us. Yeah. He goes, do you know Stuart Dunmire phone? She goes, oh, Stuart Dunmire. And she has like this little like attracted smile. And I, again, I hate to do this for oh, the second time in three episodes. <laughs> uh, and go, she a little bit smitten before she's free to be smitten? Yes. Yeah. But again. This is what the youths call micro cheating. Micro cheating. Yep. Talk to me about that. What does that mean? Yeah. Micro cheating is tiny little bits that aren't really full cheating, but if they were added up, would probably equal full cheating. I'd be very curious to have gotten your take on you got mail. Yeah, absolutely. I think I've seen it. Yeah. Like years and years and years I ago. I think Liam and I were on a slightly different page to Meg's. Right. I think Meg's wanted a certain thing to be not cheating. And Liam and I, no, no, it's, it's cheating. cheating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Miranda comes home. Oh, so she gets told... That but by her, by the secretary that her neighbor's on hold who just comes clean about everything I guess yeah she comes home and finds a cop who's just hanging out front and he's just waiting for her to come home he's not going to deal with the incident no and they speak to each other like they know each other very very well yeah is this a regular occurrence Maybe was uh, regular is this how crimes yeah. are dealt with in San Francisco <laughs> yeah. you just wait out front and you go hey here is a robbery going on inside and again you're causing yeah. an obstruction on the road aren't yep. you. You know, with the animals and the health and safety. And and you go inside and somehow there's an equal number of friends for each of the three kids inside, yeah, like, for for, like age-wise. For someone's birthday. It should be all 12-year-olds. Yes. And mostly boys. But it was like three-year-old, four-year-old girls for Maddie to hang yeah, out with and yeah. some older girls. Oh, it was really weird. It was weird. Because I didn't feel like his party at all. No. Um, there's literally... Did you guys see there's literally a kid swinging from the chandelier? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Daniel's dancing on the table with his kid to House of Pain. First off, if you have a house that's had a tall enough ceiling to allow you to do that, props. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for a kid to be able to see a swing from a chandelier. Secondly, like, I know he wants to be a good dad. This is just ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. This is excessive. He's not, see, he's, the problem with him is that he's not, he's, and I don't want to be Miranda here, but he's not parenting. He's just being a child alongside his kids. Yeah. Uh, Do you know how much that house is worth today? Oh, huge money, I'm sure. Huge. Yeah. I think that's something like, I think the guy said to me, it was $100 million. That's insane. No. Yeah, because of where it is and what it is. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. $100 million for a house. Yes. I'm going to find out. Okay, you do that. I'm pretty sure that's what he told me. Uh, where are we at here? Here's my issue. Yeah, go on. And I know they're trying to explain it later, but I want people's take on this. Is there any way these two characters actually ended up together in the first place? No. Not really. I don't see I don't see it. No, they're too different. He's so They don't last this long. No. no. Not fourteen years. No. No. They last maybe four years. I don't I don't they get married. No. No, because... that's what I mean. Well I we they're two different people. Like totally different people. He's not the cool guy who can't grow up. He's funny, but he's kind of like dorky funny. Yeah. Yeah. And she's more, or maybe she... She's more of an adult. And, yeah. Yeah, I just don't get it. And more conservative. Very much so more conservative, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Apparently the house is now worth uh, $4.2 million. 4.2? Yeah. Still a good song. Oh, I mean, it's, yeah. 
because of um, Silicon Valley and all that, yeah. and because of everything, and because of the property. Beautiful house. What it is, yeah. Beautiful house. Uh, the plug is pulled, and he says, party's over. And the kids watch the parents fight. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit at the end, but originally, Mrs. Doubtfire was supposed to have a lot more fighting. Oh, okay. A lot more. Ne- so, but you kind of went, these two people really shouldn't be together. Like, it was almost like... Yeah, it was almost like the documentary of their divorce alongside the Mrs. Doubtfire stuff. Oh, okay. And they kind of pulled down on the divorce and pulled up on the Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, okay. Um, I, I've i gotten my notes here. And I might stand by this in a thing. This is the great scene when they're fighting. Yeah, because... This feels like they're actually acting. Yeah. Because everything else, I, I don't mean to be whatever, it's just Robin Williams playing the hit. Being Robin Williams. He's just playing the hits. He's yeah, just yeah, doing... Yeah, like, yeah. I've seen lots of Robin Williams stuff. And this sort of lazy, I'm by myself, Robin Williams stuff. Yeah, this is actually something. The more opposite somebody and playing straight. This is him going, come on. Yeah, you yeah. yeah, you really hate. And he's firing back and there's passion and there's reason and there's character and there's like development. Yeah. As opposed to he's just doing stand up. Yep. Yeah. He's performing. I don't need Robin Williams like with an oversized shirt, like folding his arms across himself, trying to be trying to be House of Pain. Why did Robin Williams try and make her laugh when they're trying to make a movie? Again, he wasn't yeah. audience, didn't he? He just, he just, yeah, he just needs that that feedback. And what happens? And I think the world of Robin Williams we've done. He was the first real roundtable we ever did was on Robin Williams. Absolutely. And Robin Williams was a time in my life when I said he's my favorite actor because he made me laugh. Because mm-hmm. why? Every you know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen year old Robin Williams is a currency in, in, in humor and laughter and all that stuff. Matthew Perry, right? It's the same idea. I like to see myself as the funny guy, and these are people I saw myself, I guess, mirrored in. Yeah. yeah. Idealized versions of myself, but still. But at some point you go, okay, but am I actually watching anything new or is it just watching you do the same thing again? Yeah. So I like this scene. This film is very much in like quarters and then there's there's this quarter right at the beginning and a quarter right at the end. And then there's this half in the middle and the tone. That's how math works, yeah. Oh, just... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. See, I can't. Just see, because I told you I like, the, I like the funny scenes. I asked you. I asked you. Oh, must like a month ago now. I asked you. I asked you. Would you rather it was Megan or would you rather it was you? And you paused. <laughs> you did. You did. That's a while ago. Hashtag hate Megan. I've got a, Liam was bragging Megan. about his memory two weeks ago, three weeks ago. <laughs> I got a memory. <laughs> it was like the tone in the these different parts of the yeah. film is significantly different and that one half that is on the outside of the film so much better than the middle half oh, okay so so much better when it stops being just the mrs doubtfire movie the yeah. mrs the just the the shtick in the middle i, I agree I, you half, know what i agree half an hour of this film could be cut it could be a 90 minute film it's about, this, this is, I, you know what i don't think you're wrong on that yeah it i agree really could some be. of the jokes are, are way overstayed yeah yep. um so I hate his hair. Can I just say that? Yeah. Oh, his hair looks stupid. <laughs> she ends things with absolute certainty. She says they have nothing in common. She's not wrong. I think I shared this a while ago that it seems to be the research I've read suggests that women, when they break something up or when a breakup happens, women have already sort of mourned the relationship before pulling the trigger. Yeah. Men tend to mourn it after. Yeah. And yeah, she was like, absolutely, I, I'm done. Because obviously she'd been thinking about this for a while, hence why she thought the other guy was cute. She wouldn't be thinking that if she was still going home to her husband and still loving him in that yep. way. So yeah, she had made those pieces and she had um, made peace with what she wanted to do. She was just waiting for that time to break the relationship. And yeah. this was the perfect time for it. 
Do you think that's why then when women are broken up with, like when the man does the breaking up, they take it that so much harder? Who, women? Yeah. Like, you know when it's like, like the cliche, like going to go and eat ice cream and like sit in pyjamas mm. and not move for three days. Cut your hair off and... Yeah. And, like, <laughs> I think does, women go does through... Does that happen because they've not... Usually they would have the time to process it and don't when beforehand. Yeah. I think it's also that I think women go down lower quicker and then rebuild themselves, whereas men tend to wallow longer but it's not as instant a reaction yeah uh probably <laughs> the, the opposite to how men and women are usually <laughs> i don't know uh yeah i mean I, I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you as, as a man that this is what i think you're right or wrong about as a woman <laughs> for, yeah i'm not gonna do that so sh- whatever you said sure <laughs> well to be fair your response was to be fair george's question was do you think so i think it does allow yeah, me to have yeah, yeah, on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it's the idea that also, like, statistics show, but especially in marriages, like, 75 or 80% of them are ended by the wife, not by the husband. Yeah. Even when things are going so bad, how can you not see that that's going so bad as the guy? Do you know what I mean? Sometimes? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have I don't to. Know. Or even, even on the flip side, how can the other... Surely you know whether your relationship is a rocky patch or whether as, you know... This is getting worse and worse well, and worse. Well, I mean, I didn't. No, 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 no. I mean, no. I, I remember saying, hey, I'm, I, I know we're going through a rough patch, but I think we're, uh, I think, you know, hey, we, we keep going with this and uh, I'm never going to give up. I'm, I'm, I'm in this. And I was told that was not a mutual feeling. But I <laughs> so, think that's easier to move on when someone has met someone else. Yeah, I, I, I wish I would have told that. <laughs> no, I know. No, 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 I know. But that's the, that's the way it no, certainly, certainly. It's what, yeah. what it is, isn't it? Yeah. You know, just because that provides me that, that that provides me with with closure. Going, okay, it's not a necessarily a me thing, or not only a me thing. Whereas I thought it was only a me thing. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. There's nothing wrong, with you dude. Thanks, bye. Love you. Love you too. <laughs> Let's be mean to Megan. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. Be mean to Megan. It's easier. We left her in 2023. Oh, I got it wrong earlier. I said... We were, yeah, by the way, guys, we, we fired Megs and Ethan from the podcast. <laughs> That's our resolution. Hashtag be mean to Megan. Hashtag streamline the BFE. <laughs> it's no longer the fifth chair or the sixth. It's the fourth. Megan got way too pushy about that Edinburgh Fringe stuff. They're like, not happening. Oh, Check good. yourself before you wreck yourself. Um, where are we at here? Uh, so yeah, fight. so he says. She says we have nothing in common. He says, "Sure, we do. We love each other." And there's an awkward silence and a slow zoom into her face, and it's an over-the-shoulder shot from him. And then we reverse it, and it's a slow zoom into his, and then a slow zoom into her. He says, we, "We we do right." And she just goes, "I want a divorce." I said, "Wow." And I've got my. Do you know what this would do to the twelve-year-old kid whose birthday it was? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, wait, put the kids to bed, have a talk that night, tell them in a week. Yeah. Don't do it straight away. This kid's always going to think. Like we talk about Chandler Bing, right? And the famous, you know, I'm I'm, I'm 12 years old. I got a, my, a piece of pumpkin pie in my mouth on Thanksgiving, and so he can never do Thanksgiving because of this. This kid's going to be scarred on his birthday for well, life. He even says in the movie, didn't he? I wish. Like, well, yeah. Do you know? Yeah. He thinks it's my his fault, didn't he? Over at his brother's place, we talk about uh, uh, we meet Frank, played by Harvey Firestein, second appearance in the pod. He does look familiar. I'll give you a cool point. You can name this one. Who are we talking about? Sorry, the brother, the gay brother. Uh, I hope you got he was gay. I recognize him, but I, I can't did. remember what from. This is he was in Independence Day. Oh, he's Jeff Goldblum's boss. Yes, he is. And he goes, 
oh no, the world's ending. I better call. I'm going to call my mother. Yeah. And I'm going to call my sister. And I'm going to call my lawyer. Yeah. Well, maybe not my lawyer. <laughs> yes, it he is. He has Jeff Goldblum energy in this film. Does he? Yeah. There we are. Um, Harvey Firestone had seen and been impressed by Robin Williams' impersonation of him on Comic Relief. He heard through friends that Williams would be playing a character of a gay brother and approached him about playing the part. And um, he's the talking to their mutual mother, and he says his marriage is ending. Because my marriage isn't ending; it's on hiatus. <laughs> his brother's a makeup artist, and uh, Robin says, or uh, Daniel says, it's just a temporary thing. I know Miranda; this is going to blow over. Smash cut to the custody hearing. It's it's funny, but That's it's dark, funny, very it's dark. dark. Yeah. yeah. Daniel's being told that he can't have his children uh, more than one day a week. But in order to fix this, it's temporary. He just needs to find a job and a place to live. And he'll be having visits from a social worker to help set him up. And to be fair, he does find a job and he does find oh, a we'll place talk to live. Yeah. Um, uh, go ahead. These scenes where he's in the courtroom, yep. I find very interesting with Robin Williams because it is all about the kids. I want to see my kids. Yep. And in the 90s, there was a big movement for fathers um, wanting to see their kids more. And that, that, that's addressed in the um, in what he says. He says, usually this would be an open and shut case, but yep. we now recognize. It took us to the 90s to recognize that maybe dads and their relationships with their kids matter. Exactly. And I grew up as a one-parent family yep. with my dad, yep. and he had to go to court to fight for us. Yep. And that was automatically to, to the, the mother normally. But due to how bad she was, <laughs> um, we got a lucky break, I think. And um, f- God forbid we'd ever been with my mum because God knows how I'd have turned out. Yeah. I mean, that sounds awful, but, you know. But, yeah, so growing up as a one-parent family with a father, it was quite prominent to, like like Dad would say, you know, you'd go to the school to pick us up from school and there'd be loads of mothers everywhere. He said that's very rarely <sighs> you saw dads pick up their kids back yeah. then, you know. Yeah. And uh, like I say, it was very prominent with the the fathers' rights for fathers and all that back then. Um, Daniel goes to leave home, and Chris says, "It's all my fault. I should never have had a birthday." Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, that's not fair. Maybe say birthday party. <laughs> yeah, I should never have turned twelve. <laughs> I should never have been born. Yeah, yeah you're, it's, you're really bad. But again, this kid's thinking it's his fault, and Daniel tries not. to do his best. I know it's a movie, and movies didn't incite an incident. Yeah, but this would scar his kid. Yes, yeah. of course it would, because yeah. you would still believe that was your fault. Absolutely. Um, then we meet Natty Hillard, um, played by Mara Wilson, who was everywhere in the '90s. She she doesn't. I found out she doesn't annoy me as much as as much as she did when I was a younger man. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, she was in um, oh, she was in Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Yeah. She's even one of her last movies she does, if memory serves, is uh, oh, what's that called? What women want? Oh yeah, yeah, Helen yeah, Hunt. Yeah, she's kind of a teenager at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, and so he say she says we you can't go because we're in the middle of Charlotte's Web, and he says we'll still read it. We'll just or maybe Grandma can read it. She goes, oh, she doesn't do the voices. And he goes, we're gonna be fine. We love each other. We're fine. We just got a really big, really big backyard. And then he says, leaves us. Thanks for the time, Warden. And the <laughs> and she like rolls her eyes. And I'm like, have some sympathy yeah, on this guy. Exactly. She kids. And then we meet Mrs. Selmer, played by Anne Haney, who's great. I think she's a great part. So she's going to be looking at the living environment and checking he has employment. She says, do you have any special skills? He says, I do voices, and we cue a montage. It's just, okay, Robin, go go be Robin for, for, yeah. for two minutes. Yeah. It's all right. 
She goes, do you find yourself humorous? <laughs> there was a time, but meeting you has proven me wrong. <laughs> that's funny. That is you know funny. why that's funny? Because it's not the Robin Williams show. He takes her performance and allows that to be part of the joke. Yes. Rather than going, you sit there and say nothing while, I, while I'm funny. So much I'm just going to do an edit, yes. a montage of cuts. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Much more funnier. It's much funnier this way, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got a job, not in acting, but in boxing and shipping. And he said, go here, you box those up, you ship them. New ones come in, you box them, and you ship them. And those ones, are, you box them, and you ship them. Good luck. Any questions? And he goes, yeah. After the boxing, the guy, he's got a great flat cap, too. He goes, yeah, ship them. <laughs> Good luck, smartass. <laughs> and we meet Stuart Meyerson, played by... Pierce Brosnan. I like Pierce Brosnan. 007 himself, his yeah. second appearance on the pod, Ooh. which I need to write down because uh, I don't think I have that down yet. Oh, guy, come on. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, Bond, Bond. Yeah, which one? Um, 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 Casino Royale. The one in the... A, we haven't done it. B, oh. he's not that Bond. When he's got Oh, he's gun. not. <laughs> Golden eye. Golden eye. Golden eye. Golden eye. Do you know my go-to Bond movie is I always want to say Skyfall. <laughs> I don't think it was possible. I think you're going to make the year-end clip show in two successive years with the same mistake. Because <laughs> I can promise you, you made 2023. <laughs> Oops. I'm thinking we'd done Casino Royale or Skyfall or something. I said that. I said Skyfall and you said Casino Royale. And then I doubled back and went, no, no, the poker would have frustrated me too much. Yeah, we haven't done yeah. it yet. Jeez. Uh, so yeah, God, no. Uh, Golden Knight. Uh, Stu was originally scripted to be an arrogant villain, but Chris Columbus felt it hurt the relationship with Mrs. Doubtfire, so Stu was rewritten to be more the perfect potential replacement for a father for the kids. I don't like the words potential replacement because he's I not. Don't, I don't he's still that. the father. Yep, yep. Replacement as Miranda's romantic partner. Yes. Fine. And I think and, he and, does. And, 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 and as an excellent stepfather, as opposed to the evil stepfather, yeah. much more interesting. Much more better. Much more and you know what? I think Piers Brosnan get a bit of a flack here because he's actually doing really. Yeah. All right. As, as one said, he's not the enemy. He's just no. a competition. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The only reason yeah. why we don't like him is just because he's not Robin. Yeah. In the same way that we don't like, uh, what's her name from The Office? Karen. Karen, because she's not Pam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris Columbus is a big James Bond fan and was crushed when Pierce Brosnan didn't get cast when he was off at the park. Because you have a story behind this, right? No. Oh, you don't know the story for this? I'm sure we, we I, I know we did it with a gold knight, but let me refresh. Okay. So Pierce Brosnan's initially cast much earlier, before Timothy Dalton, he gets cast as James Bond. Yes. And then Remington Steele hear this yes, and go, right. nope, because his stock goes way up. So the producers of Remington Steele, who were going to cancel the show, now, go, nope, we're renewing it for another season. And because <clears throat> of that, it's the same trip that got pulled on Magnum P.I. Yeah. 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 And they renew with, the show, uh, and then it, it costs, it costs, yeah, with Raiders. And it costs, in this case, Pierce Brosnan's chance to bond the first time around. Now, unlike Selleck, he would get to eventually do it. Yeah, after Timothy yeah. Dalton, yeah. Yeah. So, yes, I do remember that, actually. Now you tell me. Um, so Columbus told Brosnan they make a great James Bond, but Brosnan thought the ship had sailed. In 1995, MGM phoned Columbus, and they're looking for a new Bond, and he said, Brosnan, go back to Brosnan. Oh, good old Columbus. So Columbus recommended him, and he felt his little contribution 
at least did something for the James Bond saga. Oh, good. So he wants to take Miranda out to dinner, and she expresses at the start of a divorce. She is so smitten, and it's like you can tell it's yeah. like a week, if that. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, it's a week since the divorce. I, I think this is Time a has passed, but up of when she was still with him. The hard part is for the audience. You can use all the cuts you want. It feels like it just happened. Yeah, it does. Yeah, now, what yeah. that does is you can go. Okay, it makes us be on Team Robin, which I think we already were. You can argue it might not make us hate hate Stu. I really don't like Miranda in this movie. No, no. I really don't like her. And not because she's not taking Robin back. I think she's mean. Yeah, I do. I think she's, well, we'll talk about it, but there's, there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, she is not cool in this. No. And his thing was never. And there's times where was, she can step in he and might, she doesn't. He might be thoughtless. I'll give you that. He might be thoughtless. He yep. might be, but it's clumsiness. Yeah. It's not designed it's, to hurt. No, it's not. It's not a desire it's to hurt. It's not designed to hurt. No. And that's my thing. Yeah, and where she could prevent certain things yeah. earlier, and she doesn't. So, folks, be prepared for a few comments Miranda's way. Yeah. Um, he uh, said that already. turns out they have a past, and he leaves, and she's flattered. I'm thinking it's too soon. Got my notes. How quickly do people move on? Mm. I guess it determines if you're the one who pulled the trigger. If you're the one who's pulled the trigger, you're the one who's moved on quicker. You're pretty because quick because you've already done it mentally and emotionally. Meant, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's varying degrees of a lot of people. I know when my when I got divorced, that took me a good two or three years to yeah, to, to get over it. Agreed. You know. Um, but yeah, yeah. Some people bounce back after months. Some people bounce back after six months. You just yep. well, when I got divorced, <laughs> <laughs> and Megan's been divorced six times. Haven't, already. haven't heard of these stories yet on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> No, you have to you have to actually be with someone to get divorced in the first place. Oh, so. Georgia, your divorce is coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we turn the pod back into find Georgia a date again? Let's bring, hey, that, let's bring that back. Hey, have we mentioned there's we have there's a very special tier we're opening up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's under it's under a Georgia's dowry tier. <laughs> <laughs> you pairing goats when you meet me. <laughs> Just use the line from whatever uh, I've spoken to your. <laughs> I'll just say, they're going to say to you, I've spoken to your podcast host. <laughs> like, I speak to him every day. <laughs> like, you can now show your pleasure. <laughs> so there we are. Dwayne Smith's like, where do I sign up to this? <laughs> <laughs> I think Dwayne Smith's in a happy relationship. <laughs> uh, what do we got here? They have passed, he leaves, she's fly. Oh, okay, typically people move on. Dinner with the kids. And it's the first dinner at their new place. And Liddy is mad that her father lives in this situation. And he's like, I didn't want to do this. Um, and so because that's a bit of a rundown flat really isn't oh, it? Look, going from that like beautiful house yeah. to a rundown flat it's it's not it's not easy um and he makes some sort of joke about oh how's your mother doing she doesn't have any like diverticulitis and they go what's that and he sort of the the, the middle kid chris kind of explains it and that is like why would you want mommy to die that's a tough line yeah it was dysentery wasn't it yeah it must be yeah that. yeah yeah i yeah. was just thinking of whatever i could remember I only thought of it because that's how everyone dies when you play Trail to Oregon. Oh, is that it? Okay. Yeah. And he goes, okay. He goes, I don't mean that. I'm just, I'm just upset. Yeah. yeah so he yeah. says, I'll think, I'll think only good thoughts. She you know goes, what I like? Sorry, let me hit the line. Yeah, come. I think only good thoughts. For mommy? Oh, I'll try. Will you call her a princess? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to go, I'll call her something. <laughs> She's good in this. I like how she, she answers is, back. She is. She's uh, so good. I don't know what it was. Maybe I was just at my uh, that part where I was trying to separate myself from kitty things. Yeah, and therefore, maybe. I see her and I go, no, I don't want that. 
She's funny um, in herself. I totally get why she was cast. Yeah. I totally get why she was cast. And she Maybe. works well with Robin, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And she's, she's, cause she's got an expressive face. Yeah, very. And that, that helps with, he's going to say laughy things or whatever, and she's going to react to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not great. Especially, I mean, if we go back, compare Mara Wilson here, right? Yeah, yeah. Who I hated for her overacting precociousness, whatever. Yeah. And there's a genuineness to it, but still. Compare that with, remember JFK? Yep. Daddy, don't you love us anymore? <laughs> Daddy, don't you? Daddy love never us keeps anymore? his promises. Yeah. Daddy, Daddy why do you have to dinner? go? Daddy, why are we yeah. sat on this swing outside? <laughs> not a, not at all. More brutal. 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 Daddy, yeah. what's going on? Um, where are we at here? Uh, she comes home. Oh, so uh, she, she comes an hour early, up, yeah. and he goes, "Hey, she's an hour early. She was an hour late dropping you off. You're my goddamn kids too." And it's and there's, there's a silence there, and you know what? I feel it. I totally feel it. She, if she's an hour late. He gets one hour. I don't care what your schedule is. Yeah. No, no. I've got this is court mandated. I get these times. Absolutely. You can't just start making up different times because you got to pick up laundry or do this, this, and this. Then come later. And then she enters his house without knocking or being invited in. No. Reverse this. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. And then she looks at us and goes, "Oh, Daniel." I love the new place. And I'm like, hold on. He's here because you kicked him out yes. of your joint-owned marital property. Yep. Let's see you do it the other way around. Sell the house. Yep. Sell the house. Fine. We'll, we'll both get we'll both get decent places. Sell the house. Yep. But not at one point does he ever say sell the house to no. them. Because that's his kid's house. Exactly. And you watch Robin Williams in this movie. It's all about his kids. Yep. So he finds out she's planting a uh, place in advert for a housekeeper. And she goes, oh, how much are you giving? Can I see the ad? And she goes, well, doesn't want to give me. She goes, look, they're going to be with my kids. I want to see the ad, which is fine. It was an organic reason. I'm cool with it. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Uh, while her back's turned, he changes a couple of numbers. That's funny. She goes, is there anything else you want to see? He goes, are you offering? He says, She says, not anymore. He goes, what's the change? <laughs> Honest question. Does Sally feel attractive? Yes, in her, own, in her early days, yes. I can think of, I'm dead serious. I'm sorry. I think of no one more sexless than, than than Sally Field. Only because you're thinking of the films that she, you've seen her in. I think, this is, I think I saw this before Forrest Gump. Okay, well, you look back she's to... She's just... You look back to Smoking the Bandit and stuff she, like that. She's, she's she, a quirky, she, okay. interesting person. I just... Oh, she's I not just your natural leading lady. Maybe, maybe not. I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. She's not my type. No. But um, I can see why... Half of this movie is me going about Pierce Brosnan and going, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised that one of his buddies are like, her? Well, I think a lot of people thought that when she got with Burt Reynolds. Well, they were in real life. Like, yeah, they were together yeah. for like six years. She was the... Ta- it's weird. Usually you see the, the, the hot woman end up with the talented man. Mm. Julia Roberts, I love it. Yeah. Right? Very rarely do you see... The hot like, man and the, the talented woman. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, he fought for Damn it, there's no hope for me. <laughs> there's always hope for you, Georgia. We are Patreon too. <laughs> <laughs> and then, we do we do Patreon. Oh, lotteries. It sounds like I'm starting to do something else now. <laughs> not that kind of pod. <laughs> this is not an OnlyFans pod. <laughs> oh, dear. That is, is, the, that is not the resolution for 2024. No. Uh, Can you tell us to do a second recording, can't you? Oh, jeez. <laughs> he asked to take care of the kids. He said, why don't you let me take care of the kids instead? 
And you the kids are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she delays. It. And the little one, go, and she's kind of, I'll think about it, which the kids go, oh, because it's like, yeah, when mom says that, it's not happening. And then the little one goes, we're his goddamn kids too. <laughs> which is funny. And that's that. But again, he's a great father for them. He is their father. He's a good father. And he will look after them. He will do what he needs to do. Step up to the plate. What is the problem with her to say, no, okay, then I'm working. I'm busy. Yes, you can. To be fair, at this point, we actually haven't seen, we've seen him be a very loving father. We haven't seen him be a good father. We've not seen him actually. No, that's the first statement. Kids okay, that's a fair statement. First, we've seen him. They're, eat, they're eating Chinese food, which there seems to be judgment against but eating out because she even smells the food. You learn as you go along, don't you? you yeah, yeah. You, no, you, this film proves that he is capable. It just we haven't at this point in the film we've not seen it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, she tells him to go to the bathroom and then says, "Oh, one of the kids wants to go to the bathroom." She goes, "It's not a good idea here." <sighs> so. Um, and this sorry, this already changes the numbers. But then on the uh, on the wall, he's got framed art. Yeah. So I, I don't think I'm like I love it. Despite everything else, he did put framed art on the wall. <laughs> maybe it came with the place. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm just realizing I had a friend to inspection. They haven't mentioned my poster on the wall or my hanging. So maybe I could have had pictures up all this time. Wow. Maybe yeah. maybe, I'll, maybe I'll start adding some stuff and seeing if they start causing problems. If you, as long as you put it up with the stuff that comes off yep. the wall, it doesn't uh, matter. It doesn't matter, no. Maybe I'll try. Maybe, maybe they're cool because they like. I can't even hang something straight. How, how mad can we to, get? How do they expect you to live? Just yeah. like you how know, because they have lived for years with just like bare walls. Yes, except for that one shelf. Thankfully, yeah. That so, shelf yeah. does do quite a lot to break it up. To it, does. it helps. It, it helps. Shelf. It does. And I've got the little mantle there, which helps as well. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um. The applicants, and this is these are all Robin Williams because he's changed the numbers. So some poor suckers are getting all these requests. For that a, was that is funny though when he's on the phone, and he's doing these different. But the be fair, you think you would have looked at your own ad when it publishes in the paper yeah. and realized there's a mistake on it. But also, if you listen to Robin Williams' voice, you can tell he's doing slight differences to the voices. They're my, not my, big major differences. My other, yeah, my my thing is, she would have heard these jokes surely. She'd have heard these voices heard times these voices. and times again, wouldn't she? Especially because they're not like, it's not like they're like 10% too much one way or the other. They're all cartoons. Yes. You know what I mean? So we get a few of them. Um, <laughs> I'll want to want to talk about some of these as we go through. Uh, the first one, it was the second. I didn't get the first cut line. It wasn't that good, I thought. The second one, though, was someone saying, oh, I'm talking about the job. Yeah, I don't work with the males because I used to be one. <laughs> And then it was yes. like, position has been filled. And she like puts the phone down. It's like, yikes, yikes. Definitely doesn't... Uh, doesn't age well in this... Doesn't age, age well in today's no, day and age. This isn't the first time they do this. Or the only time they do or, this. No. Yeah, I think it was the first time. I don't know if it's... It's definitely not the only time. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Um, be interested to see, because obviously there's a musical that came out this year of Mrs. Doubtfire. So I wonder how, how the much... They would how tweak a lot of this. That's what I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm intrigued they would have to, to know how much... Obviously, they've changed quite a lot of the dialogue so i'd be i'd be intrigued to know what's been replaced with there's mm. another one that says get back in your cell don't make me get the hose <laughs> uh my favorite is i am job <laughs> what i am job <laughs> and then the last time of course it is this sweet english lady and we'll find out more about that she but sounds more scottish it's actually you know what it's a border in between i've, I've got written in my note actually I said Scottish lady, and then I yeah. and then I pivoted back. Yeah, um, to his. So then he goes to his brother and says, "Can you make me a woman?" And he goes, "Honey, I'm so happy." 
and we begin the montage of wigs and makeup. One thing I do like in this sure. is his impersonation of Barbara Streisand. Oh, I got some notes about this. So the first one's Cuban, but I'm like, and like red nails and a black wig. You just did this sweet old lady from England slash Scotland. Yes. You can't show up like this now. No. So I know it's for the visual sake of yeah, it, but yeah. it, it felt like it was, or maybe it was supposed to be the other way around. Maybe they went with, maybe it should have been, you put the visual first. Yes. And then he can do the voices. I mean, now, it's not as fun because it doesn't build in the same way because yeah, the visual is yeah, more yeah. interesting than the voice. Yeah. So let's drip feed it. But from a story perspective, it makes it more makes sense more if sense. he leads with the visual. Exactly. Yeah. Because then you can have all the visual jokes, and then you don't need the ones on the phone. You just straight cut. Well, no, because you can do all the fake ones. Because they're oh, yeah, just you're the just you're ones. just muddy yeah, in the yeah. waters, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we begin the so the first one's Cuban, the second one's an old Jewish woman, and she says, "I should never buy grabeens from a moil. They're so chewy. <laughs> grabeens are like chicken chicken skins. Uh, but do you know what a moil is? No. Oh. Non Jewish person. No, 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 no. A moil is very Jewish. Oh, okay. A moil's the the Jewish member of the uh, church who circumcises oh. the boys. So the chicken skins are so chewy. The joke is, he got to pass the censors. The joke is, the moil's been feeding foreskins and passed them off as a, oh. a terrible joke. Oh. I never knew that. Time of the no, research. I didn't. But. How did they get that through? That's because you, you just think it's Rob Williams doing his like just doing shtick. That doesn't yeah. mean anything, right? Did you also know he was very? They had to have people on sets. Yes. Didn't they? To make films sure that had that spoke lots of different languages because he used to swear in lots of yeah. languages. And yeah, try and, get and they had to make sure he weren't saying something to get by the the certifications. And then they sing "Matchmaker, Matchmaker, Make Me a Match," and that's because uh, the guy who plays the brother uh, Firestein has done uh, Fiddler twice. Oh, uh, okay. That might be where I know his name from. To be fair, maybe. Yeah. Um, then they do Barbara Streisand. Don't rain on my parade. I thought he was a good Papa Streisand. <laughs> Didn't know the song before the movie. Did you not? No, he had a researcher for that. Oh, uh, okay. I thought they got the nose and everything. That's yeah, yeah, that's very good. <laughs> they go, let's do plaster. And then we get luck be a lady tonight. Soundtrack's pretty good for this. Luck be a lady He goes, are we close? And we don't. We get it from behind. We don't get to see the face yet. And we, we just see his brother go. Go any closer and you'd be mom. See, now that's another thing I need to say, right? If you look like your mother, she would know. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah, she? Fair enough, yeah. She knows his mom. Theoretically, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the interview, they open the door and it's the shot from behind Miranda. And the come on, kids, it's the, new, it's the new housekeeper, maybe. I want you to meet this lady. I didn't hear a bell. I didn't hear a bell. But they just walk up and just stay in there. And they go and this from behind Miranda, and then we get the first reveal of Mrs. Doubtfire, also played by Robin Williams. Really? Yep. Shit, didn't realize. Character Ro- Mrs. Doubtfire was first performed by Robin Williams at a show Andy Kaufman did at Carnegie Hall. Williams pretended to be Kaufman's grandmother. <laughs> the prosthetic mask was actually a prop. The real makeup was made up of eight separate pieces, and it took four and a half hours each day to do the makeup. So that is obviously not a mask in the scenes. <laughs> like, no. No, 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 yeah. Yeah. According to his biography, Robin Williams decided to test out the believability of his Mrs. Doubtfire character in filming by going as Mrs. Doubtfire into an adult bookstore and making a purchase. <laughs> Other rumbling suggested it was a big dildo. <laughs> yes. He was able to do so without being recognized. Daniel then gaslights his own children. Yes. About yeah. Stuart Little. And, oh, I love Stuart Little. Oh, we shall have to read him together. <laughs> um. Then uh, 
He's the opposite of his usual self. He's believes in good cooking and enforcing good study habits. And then Miranda starts kind of tearing down Daniel and he goes, Oh dearie, I'm sorry. But I'm sure normally you'd ask the children to step out of the room before you verbally bash their father. Oh, I've made, I've made her Irish. <laughs> you have. Before you verbally bash their father. <laughs> Mrs. Old Outfire. <laughs> Um, oh, but it's it's great, yeah. So it's uh, but I should usually ask children to leave the room before you verbally bash their father. And it, the way that Daniel, as Mrs. Doubtfire, is able to pull these punches back, uh, brilliant, and, and and call her out on her BS in a way that she'd never let happen if he was as Daniel. Yes, yeah, because she wore the trousers. Where she well, said, not just wearing the trousers, but just she's she's someone who's made up her mind and won't. She talks, but will not listen to yes. anything that's being yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, that's She's more interested in winning the fight than actually talking about what actually has happened. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of times later on, though, when Mrs. Doubtfire gives, gives advice that is, like, bordering on not okay. Oh, no, 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 I agree, <laughs> too. But this is one <laughs> where you ones, go, this, this, one's, this one's fine. This one's fine, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think... I think there's a tipping point where at the film we go, no, no, she's allowed to... Yeah. She's allowed to move on. She's allowed to whatever the case is. Yeah. Um, oh, she goes, I'm sure you'd ask him to leave the room before you verbally bash their father. And she goes, well, if I did that, I might never see him again. <laughs> and then she pauses and goes, no, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, Lydia's not feeling Mrs. Doubtfire, but Chris and Maddie are. Mm-hmm. And up they go. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire makes tea for Miranda, the beverage. And Miranda has to cover, uh, sorry, and Mrs. Doubtfire has to cover for knowing where everything is. And he goes, oh, it's just because it's a lovely put-together kitchen. <laughs> Not because I used to live here for like eight years yeah. in my $4 million house. So on the way home, the bus driver hits on Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> That's, that was that was funny. That was funny, but I, it kind of ends out of nowhere. Yeah. There's two incidences. And, and then, then it goes for long. It yeah. just, I don't know. Daniel's that would have built, wouldn't it? You I was have expecting seen that. that to go somewhere. Yeah. Like, as someone who hadn't seen the film before, I was expecting that to, something to happen. Daniel goes home and is just, I hate teals, yada, yada, yada. And he's surprised by Mrs. Selmer, who has an appointment to check the apartment. So Mrs. Doubtfire passes herself off as Daniel's much older sister, uh, brings her upstairs to the apartment and then gets changed and says, oh, Danny, you're, you're Mrs. Selmer's here. And he gets the mask off and says, oh, I'll be out with you a second just getting getting changed and he goes i'm undergoing some big changes i'm becoming a new man and a model father and as he's doing this he's stripping down out of his dress and so we see the bodysuit which is relatively anatomically correct yeah. anatomically correct that's it and says i want to keep you abreast of some of the changes in my career there's been two big developments <laughs> there's a bunch of other puns but those those were the best ones yeah, i could yeah, find yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we are now entering the part of the film that I call the middle half. Yeah. Uh, Daniel then gets changed and puts his foot in it by saying, oh, my sister makes... And he comes out, he's rubbing his hair. He looks relatively good. He doesn't have that stupid fringe or bangs, you want to call it, that he had most of the film. Um, Why is this funny, getting changed every five minutes to come back and forth? It's the great Willie get caught. That's what this movie <laughs> like is. Good, like George said, no, it I agree. goes on a little bit No, it's tedious. tedious. It's tedious. Yeah, yeah. The joke's funny once, but then they did double down on it. yeah, yeah. Um, Daniel gets changed. So I said that. Says, "Oh, she makes a great cup of English tea." She goes, "Oh, I'd love a nice cup of English tea." Well, you go. I'm sorry, she's gone to sleep. Yeah. Just because you're the social worker doesn't mean it's indentured servitude. No. No, there are so many situations in this film that don't happen if he just goes, "No." No. Or yeah. thinks of any other yeah. excuse. Meanwhile, two Asian boys across the way laugh at him from across the street. But when he turns and they see the full prosthetic body suit, they call him sick. And he knocks his prosthetic face by mistake down to the street where it's run over by a dump truck. 
So the cover for his real face, he hides it, and then when he gets to the fridge, he puts his face down into a cake, which, of course, perfectly ices his face with the runniest whipped cream ever. Did you not think that the mask when it got run over looked like um, uh, Halloween? What's his name? Oh, Mike Myers? Mike Myers. I haven't seen Halloween, so... I, oh, okay. Know. That looked very much like that. For a guy who hasn't claims he doesn't like horror movies, there's quite a lot of references you have. It's slasher movies, isn't it? You don't yeah. see blood. You don't see anything like that. It's not... It's suspense more than anything. All right. When you see gore and people sawing legs off, that's what I can't deal with. Mm. Yeah, I'm not going with any of it. No. <laughs> uh, his face mask drips into the tea, and Mrs. Selner then puts the cream onto her own face. What like, a number two. It's flipping gross. Like, that it is drops gross. off someone's... Like, I don't think you'd do that today. I think, I think we're a bit more... Especially post-COVID. But we're, I think we're very much aware of what each other are, are sort of doing. Uh, during the scene when Miss Salmon comes to inspect Daniel's apartment and is being served tea, the icing on her face melting off was not intentional. The heat from those lights on the set caused the icing to run down his face, and Williams improvised the bulk of the scene. Oh, well, you can see that. So take that for what you will. It sounds pretty mm-hmm. believable. Yeah. Uh, Daniel procures a new face from his brother. He then heads home to Nanny. It's the last one. <laughs> take it easy on this one. She's an old girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, he heads home to nanny his children and make a cool trick shot with the remote control because they don't want to watch Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> um, and then he says, look, here's the deal. You're going to do homework or you're going to do uh, punishment. Yeah, draws. She's bluffing. And sure enough, nope. So they all do enough work until finally um, they start complaining to their big sister and they agree to do their homework and that's enough. Up they go. If that defiant and go, no, we're not going to do that. Why are they not defined in doing the chores? They still do them. They're still told to do. There is a way to talk to children that makes them think that you they have to do something. Yeah, I mean, they've said no before. We, we also have an ellipsis cut. So the stuff that happened in the middle, doesn't matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. it just happens. Uh, Daniel procures, is that already? Dinner time. Turns out he can't cook. The hollandaise smells so like stupid. burnt rubber. The breasts are on fire, but he's got... Um, now, it's difficult because it's not actual tissue, so he can't feel it. But right? you would smell it. And I would think you would. I mean, he leans so far like over. And why is it on the back burner? Why is it on the front burner? Yeah. It's just a joke can happen, but I think you would. That's pretty low to get down to the. Uh, it is. Thing. So, you know, I don't have a woman's breasts. No. Georgia, you have women's breasts. I do, yeah. In fact, keep them in a joke. No, it's a bad joke. All right, carry on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just like, keep them in a cupboard. Okay. <laughs> yeah, carry on. I think I'm starting to figure out why George's got the problem she has. <laughs> um, I'm assuming you would know if parts of your body were laying like that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Of course you would. That's pretty low. Plus, how often do you 90 degrees folded over to a... Uh, you don't, do you? I don't. And I'm tall. Do you um, You think when they're on, on... 90 degrees folded over to what? The stove. The stove. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm short, so... Yep, I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> <laughs> do you um, think this was a stunt double? Because I thought this was... No, I, I looked at the shot. I think it's him. But it's actually on fire. Yeah. He's having to knock that, out that, yeah. the fire on his... On his man, girl, on his man... Boobs, I yeah. suppose. Well, believe, Different kind of man boobs than man boobs usually refer to. Believe it or not, if my boobs were on fire, I would feel that. 
Yeah, you would, as what? opposed to him. That's why I said, because he's got but his like, isn't living if there's tissue. flame near your face. Yeah, you would do again, that, yeah. He's wearing a mask. Can, but oh, he's wearing, he is wearing a mask there, too. That's you right, can yeah. see it. You can see flame. How sweaty would his day be in this? <laughs> Big time sweaty. Big time, yeah. He sweats naturally anyway, doesn't he? Like, a lot. Yeah. He's also a furry man. Yeah, very well, I imagine they would have um, used a lot of antiperspirant on his face and stuff, because if not, the latex wouldn't have stuck in the first place. There we go. Oh, okay. Is that um, what you do? Yeah, that's what I used when we did cats as well. You can get like antiperspirant that's but made for your This face. is where you get oh. the line that was used in every trailer or commercial or anything for it. My first day as a woman and I'm getting hot flashes. <laughs> I like that line. And that's how they marketed the film. It was that yeah. was all you needed to do. Um, he then goes ahead. Sorry, Drew? No, I was just thinking, when in this film does he say toodaloo? Because I was listening for oh, sorry. it and I swear I didn't hear it. Toodaloo happens when uh, he puts his face in the cake. Okay, and he pops up to say hello to Mrs. Selner. Yeah, I must. I must have. He toodaloo's there. The I must have missed it because I I was listening. Back that, that that's the toodaloo. Yeah. Uh, okay, toodaloo. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's my one memory of this film, like massively. And yeah. then when this comes up, I goes, "Oh, my first day as a woman." I could word for word knew it. Yeah. Um. So he orders dinner instead. One hundred and thirty-five dollars and forty-seven cents later. We have a small tip to take it to 140, I believe. Wow. Dinner is ready. That's a lot of money back. In today's money? Yeah. American dollars, $283.35. Wow. How much is he getting paid for the week? $300. Wow, and one meal. Uh, to be fair, though, that's $300 in their money. So he spent about half his check on this. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much is that in pounds? One meal. Ready for this? Yeah. 225 quid. Jesus. Miranda comes home and is stunned to see the children done their homework and dinner's on the table. Lydia then runs after Mrs. Doubtfire to apologize for giving her a hard time. Um, but she says, I've just missed my dad. And as he walks away, he's like, I'm closer than you think. I'm here somehow. Oh. Um, Daniel gets back on the bus and the bus driver is smitten by Daniel's hairy legs. Oh, just I like that Mediterranean look. <laughs> natural, just the way God made Not it. that natural. <laughs> And I'm like, well, I mean, Rob Williams is a very hairy man. Yes, exactly, yeah. Um, no, nah, and so that's the, and so I thought this was like meeting two. I thought there was one more meeting to come, mm-hmm. and we don't get it. No. So, cause why, like, set, up why set it up so quickly and then yeah. not pay off? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Seems odd. Uh, we get another montage. This movie loved the montage. Mm. We got uh, Dude Looks Like a Lady by ba-da, Aerosmith. Ba-da. Dude looks like a lady. I thought he was going to sing. That was why. Yeah, no. I just about my neighbors. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Neighbors. Uh, they, and I got flashbacks to 12th Night. <laughs> they play. Yeah. That was on, that was on the musical yeah. between them. It yeah. was one of the first ones that played in the yeah. interval. In the interval, I put, I put a little playlist for the, of all these songs about men and women looking similar or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. We got Beyonce, If I Was a Boy. I'm pretty sure you did one from Mulan as well. Oh, uh, uh, be a yeah. man. Yeah, that was on there. <laughs> so that was first. And I then, thought through um, every element of that of that production, I did. I was like, I know exactly what I want to do here. That was a great production. Yeah, big fan of it. Sir Andrew was just... I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking. Mm. For the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should I put the Twelfth Night up? You could. Yeah. Interesting thought. Yeah. Because we talk about it enough. We You'd do. have to check with everyone else that's in it. Yeah. Do I? Be courtesy to. Oh. The problem is I don't want everybody else going, can I have a copy of it? This is true. <laughs> I just want to go, look, you can stream it. 
Yeah. Not, not, not have it, but you can stream it. You can stream it. Yeah. I can't see that being a problem. Yeah. All right. I was looking at... My production. I filmed it. <laughs> you did? And I saw a copyright, so you can. Yep. <laughs> I was looking at doing uh, one of Luciana's speeches for my auditions. Who's Luciana? In one of the comedies. Which one is it? I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know every Shakespearean play. How? Why not? <laughs> Just saying. English teacher. <laughs> Not knowing all the Shakespeare. It's like when I went on my audition for the chase and they went, oh, you don't get this right. It was a question from A Tale of Two Cities. And I'm like, yeah, I skipped. I was supposed to read that in uni, never did. Thought I got away with it. Until I now. still can't believe you got the Greece question wrong. <laughs> oh, comedy of errors. I was screaming at the TV. That was my comedy of errors there, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't have much chance with Miss Pass beside me the whole time. No. Oh, she and she was so quick on the pass, oh, wasn't quick, she? Quick on the pass. Pass, 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 I pass. Did. One point, you look at her. I do. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was when she did... Um, Oh, something, something five. Dave Clark five. Dave Clark five, yeah. And I was like, I knew this. And I went to do it. And she went past. And I'm like, I, oh, I was angry at that point. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> she did like nothing in her cash builder. I'm like, oh. Like basically you had to go, not dog, but. And she went, cat. That was like her one question she got right. Ugh. Lux through her meeting with, with the chaser. And then, yeah. Then just I think you'd have done so much better without her on the team. Yeah, she hadn't been there. If we'd replaced the guy who got knocked out, if he'd made it, yeah. stuck around, and she'd been gone, oh, we'd have won. Yeah. We'd have won. I needed someone else who was, like, at my level. Yeah. And then the woman, the other woman was all right. Yeah. She knew some stuff I she, didn't know. She, yeah. yeah, she got some good questions. She knew TV. She knew, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah yep, yep. Uh, but, yeah. That I mean, look you give her, though. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> um, so they play football slash soccer. Uh, they go on bike rides, and we get the iconic vacuum dance. And it is—it's a wonderful shot of the vacuum dance. Doesn't this remind you of all the right moves with Tom Cruise when he does that dance when he comes sliding through and he's doing? The- it does, but you're saying the wrong movie. Uh, risky business. Ah, oh, risky business. Yeah, of course. So I watched that for our Tom Cruise roundtable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It kind of <laughs> such an overrated movie. That's the only good thing in it. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, it's it, rough, but, but it's because of that, though, isn't it? Is why well, that scene's iconic and launches yeah, him to yeah, be the star yeah, of it yeah. is. But that's they again. That's the same framing. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And there's a dance going on. Yep. Do you know what I mean? It seems very all the risky business. <laughs> uh, I get both of them mixed up. Miranda goes on dates with Stu, and they look up to his doubtfire, and she waves at them, and then he turns his back, and Robin gives him the finger. That's funny. And then a mugger tries to steal the purse and gets much more than he's expecting. Because he really yanks it off him, doesn't he? Good yeah. man. Oh, Daniel. Oh, bastard broke my purse. <laughs> yeah, that's after. That's pretty. Uh, Stu meets the kids. And I got my notes. It's way too early for him. It is way kids. too early. Yep. You don't just introduce the kids oh. to. <laughs> and so I loved how rude Mrs. Doubtfire is to, to Stu and how Stu has to kind of just take it the whole movie. And long. he does, though. He's good, yeah. He does take it. He goes, Oh, you're from England. He goes, Oh, yeah. He says, Your accent's a little muddled. She goes, Yes, dear. Well, so's your tan. <laughs> he says, Oh, is that your Mercedes outside? He says, Oh, they see a man that buys a big car like that is trying to compensate for smaller genitals. <laughs> <laughs> is this yours, lovey? I found this on the road. And then he goes, and he goes, but I'm sure okay, you're a big strapping lad. I'm sure it's not you. <laughs> so it's so passive aggressive. Very passive aggressive. And, uh, and then she goes, and she goes, oh, what do you think? Uh, Miranda goes, what do you think, Mrs. Doubtfire? She goes, oh, can't you see the lust in that man's eyes? It's too soon. Let your sheets cool down before you bring someone else into your bed. And she goes, how long after Mrs. Doubtfire did you feel any desire? She goes, 
Never. <laughs> Never. Never. Once the father of your children's out of the picture, the only option is lifelong celibacy. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, she's obviously... <sighs> you can understand why he's saying that, because he's trying to deter... Of course. And uh, uh, it's a complicated issue, isn't it? Very complicated, yeah. yeah. Um, but then you feel... Because, um, again, he's he's with the, the children, which they don't know as their father. He's also watching and observing, which is like torture, because he still loves her, doesn't he? Yeah. You know? I think later on he doesn't. I think he lets the... Let's it go in the end, but yeah. Yeah, like you said in the kitchen, what do you mean breaking up? We're just going through a blip. We're just blah, blah, blah. yeah. So he's now trying to process it, isn't he? Yeah. As Mrs. Delphi, he can say stuff that you don't normally get away with when you're yep. You know, older, older, older generation, like you privilege know, grandparents. Of the old. Sorry, privilege of the old. Yeah, it is. Isn't privilege it? to speak your mind. You, without just go, you know what? Yeah. Look, at my mom in her last five years or so was like, I've, er, I'm tired of holding back. And I'm like, you've been holding back all this time. <laughs> I don't think you have. I think you just you've discovered this catchphrase that gives you immunity for whatever it is you want to say. <laughs> yeah. You just did it before with with, with like uh, ramifications. Now you're like, I don't want the ramifications, but I still want to say what I want. Bless her. Oh, bless her. Um, uh, where are we at here? It was a spelling test with Lydia, who has a U2 poster in her room, which I got very excited about. I was going to say, I bet you get excited yeah, about the U2 poster. Like, yeah, U2. 93. Octung baby, I guess. We've seen U2. Yeah, a big fan of... Uh, that, was yeah. good, that was a good time. That was Joshua Tree Tour. Yes, this is the, the anniversary. The anniversary, yeah. That's for... Who is it? Who's, is it Dirk? Oh, is it Dirk? One of our Patreon backers has seen you two a bunch of times. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I want to think it's... Oh, it might not but his be friends Dick. call him Diggler. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe Bono calls him Diggler. Ah, if Bono calls you Diggler, I, I, I think it's time. I mean, fantasy football is probably over. <laughs> we, should, we, should, we, should, we should be friends again. Yeah. yeah true. That's, that's my resolution for 2024. I forgive Dirk. <laughs> well done. Whether that's he says nice. he's sorry or not, he knows what he's done. <laughs> <laughs> and his silence on this matter is enough for me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wait for the Twitters to come through. Twitters? <laughs> Tweets. Tweets. Um, they call them posts now. So really? stupid. Yeah, yeah. X, X post and repost. I'm like, you should, that thing that made you unique, you, let's just get rid of that. Why would you do That's that? That's stupid. That is bad marketing on, your, on Elon Musk's... It would be like if Kiss decided to take the face paint off. Which they did. Oh, did they? Yeah. <laughs> If you speak to Carl, Carl preferred them without the makeup. No, because I mean, obviously I'm, I'm joking, but uh, I thought it was genius. Not because taking them out, it was a little bit of notoriety, a little bit. Yeah. But you know what you can't do until you take the face paint off? What's that? You can't put it back on again. Well, yeah. Because what's, what's more exciting than taking the face paint off? They're back with the face paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's way worse than just they, they, they never took it off. And the good thing about face paint is that no matter how old they age, um, face paint makes you feel young. Look at Sting. I was about to say, look at Sting. We saw Sting 61 years old. Yeah. yeah you wouldn't know it. You'd know. No. Incredible. Yeah. Wasn't it? Um, the fact that he got up there and did that twice. Oh, it's insane. <laughs> the guy's in his 60s. I was Sting the wrestler guys, not Sting the musician. Yeah, not Sumner. Yeah. Gordon Sumner. Don't stand so close to me. <laughs> uh, Chris, breath you take. So, watching you. <laughs> talking to watching you, Chris. Uh, there's a call in nature. Mrs. Doubtfire goes to the bathroom. Chris walks. I mean, question: Do you lock the door when you go to the toilet? Yes, I always do. Well, no, actually, that's not true. You do it half the time. The door is open. 
Well, no, no I meant your public toilets you're talking about, right? I guess if... I, it's weird, because he's going to think it's his home, isn't he? Yeah. It's yeah. difficult. I would lock... I always lock the door if it's in mixed company. I guess I wouldn't do it... I, I, if you guys are here, I'm not going to go to the toilet and lock it in case you guys walk in on me. Or <laughs> like that. We all know that you're in the toilet. Yeah. Plus, I have multiple toilets. So yeah, I feel pretty do. safe. But, yeah, yeah. But it, it would be... That I, is odd, though. For the size of the house, you, you've got two toilets. Are you one of the... I'm trying to think. Some families, it's like if a doors a toilet door is always a bathroom door is always open, and when it's shut, that means it's being used. Yeah. Some people are like, no, no, no. We we lock it when we use it, and it's just shut all the time because it gives symmetry, right? Okay. You don't want the ugliness of a door flying open. There's a bathroom, but it's easier if you have company to go look. That's the toilet. Don't go wandering into our bedrooms by mistake. That's where the toilet is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't really know where to go with this. I never, I never lock the door when I'm. Home. Either way, Chris walks in to Mrs. Doubtfire, who for some reason's peeing at a forty-five degree angle because <laughs> yeah. you need to see a stream of yeah. urine. I suppose. Yeah, that's not that's not natural because it would just be like the back. You'd just be like, "Why is Mrs. Doubtfire standing above the toilet?" Also, just if you're wearing that many skirts and things, it's going to be so much easier to sit down. Yeah, but it needs to be standing up for the reveal, doesn't for it? The reveal. Yeah, yeah. So this is why this is stupid. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <sighs> okay. And Chris comes out, and it's nineteen ninety-three. And says, she's a he-she. Yeah, not great writing here. It's not aged well. Nope. No. Um, I imagine this was supposed to be, I imagine at the time this was very funny. Yeah, but. To a certain type of audience. To a certain type of audience, maybe, yeah. But, I mean, they make out in this film that cross-dressing or transgendered is a bad psychological throw, it's, lock them up and throw away the key type bad thing it's at least the second joke we had because we had the one i don't work with the males because i used to be one and yeah. she's disgusted yeah very and then it's it was third point as well isn't there coming up yeah and then we have this um this is the most like labels he's 12 but i think the reveal of It's seen, it's seen bad through their eyes, isn't it? Yeah. It's not as bad. I mean, I'm curious to get your opinion on this. I don't think it's as bad as when, because it's a kid. I think I forgive more because it's a kid. Yeah. Not that it's a kid who wrote it, but it's a kid who he comes out of, right? Yep. Do you remember when we did Sleepless in Seattle? Yeah. And Rosie O'Donnell said, you know, he could be an axe murderer or a cocaine addict yep. or a transsexual. Yep. And you're like, wait, we're, we're putting that in the How same, can you put that in everything the same else? conversation? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the kid saying that is not the same as her saying no, that. No, it's not the same. A hundred times worse. Um, but it's not good. No, it's not. No. It's not aged well. No, it hasn't aged well. At all. So we got an early front runner for worst aged moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then he goes, uh, I'm not who you think I am. And he goes, yeah, no shit. And he goes, watch your mouth, young man. Cool. And there's this. I love it. It takes some beat. Yes, Dad. And he goes, he goes. You don't really like wearing that stuff, do you? And he goes, Well, some of it's not too bad. No, of course I don't. Um, even that's a little bit. What did we do? Where uh, Will Smith made the joke about women's underwear, right? Yeah. After a long day, I decided I'll put some on, and that's played for a joke. And you have to, we have to make a decision. Is, is the joke about transgenderism, transvestitism, or is the joke that I'm, you know, the, Will Smith's character is not into it, and therefore he says this as the punchline? 
Yeah, I think that's the latter. And I think this – so I think we had a terrible moment a couple seconds ago. Yeah. I think this is more like the Will Smith thing where he goes, well, some of us like, no, I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, To go, yeah. no, no, you don't – no, you don't – it's not that I've kept all this stuff from you. It's 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 I'm doing this to means to an end, but yeah, yeah, yeah. he's still got to be him and go go for a punchline. But the proximity to the previous joke for the audience, not joke for the characters, yes, doesn't make the combination of these two good. No, that's my that's my read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can tell me I'm wrong. That's fine. No, 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 no. But no, I no. think that's where I'm at with that. Yeah, that's a good read, Smith. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Um, he says, "Look, it's just a mask. It's a bodysuit." I didn't have any operations or anything. Okay, now that's not age well. No. No. Didn't need to say that. No, you can go look at you would you would know that's it's not, not it's not permanent. No. Same joke. Yeah. But again, nineteen ninety three I'm trying to remember where society Liam, I don't know. I'm trying to remember where society was in nineteen ninety three. Not good. Like no nineteen ninety three, not at all, no. And it was very much things weren't like that weren't talked about i don't know what it's like over in canada but over in england things like that was never discussed no the one thing about. is he's in san francisco yeah which, which is, is like i mean we talk about brighton over here yeah yeah which what is, san francisco is that is yeah, yeah very liberal uh ahead of its time conservative family movie when was the first um pride or whatever it was in san francisco what made san francisco the liberal city that's a great that question is. no idea because i'm getting a feeling that was must have been in the 90s mustn't it oh, before that. It's, it's full of artists isn't it it's one of those places that has just got lots of lots of artists in it but i will have a little look san francisco's always had a reputation of being progressive when was is it stonewall yeah stonewall when was that i don't know if that is 60 oh. when was stonewall Uh, 1969. Oh, okay. That was yeah. right, right, right. Out of so you'd yeah. expect more. That was in New York's Greenwich Village. Yeah. Well, like, you know, San Fran is when. Well, I mean, when did that become stop? That must have been more of a liberal bit time around the 60s, wouldn't it? When did I think that sounds about right? Francisco become uh, become gay friendly. Sound yeah, good? Yep. Yep. World War Two. World War Two. So. 1993, you'd be a bit more progressive there, wouldn't you? In San first Francisco. First city in USA to legalise gay marriage and elect an openly gay official. 19, the first LGBT community, first formed in the 1920s and 30s, there was a lot of uh, soldiers, 10% of whom were homosexual, and they were able to find each other more easily in the marginal districts of San Francisco. Oh, of course, it's, yeah, it's where the um, pride flag is invented, is in San Francisco as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, then you'd think 1993, they'd be a bit more forward-thinking than... Than that, so again, you? we're talking we're talking two different things. We're talking universe they live in, yeah, San Francisco, yeah. We're talking globally released film. So is it going to represent? Is it going to be an accurate representation of San Francisco, or is it going to be more of a homogenous American perspective? Why is it not more San Francisco? Because it's set San Francisco. I if mean, that was Chicago, or I bet you they're patting themselves on the back because they put two gay characters in it. I say there is Uncle whatever and Aunt Jack, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's. But there is a. Oh, I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that that's what we got. Yeah. Even in the even in communities where gay people and lesbian people are accepted, there is still a massive movement towards transgenderism. Also, not still being keep accepted it, yeah, by I mean, those people. I mean, in keep in mind, just because people are put true. together as queer, the first does not mean that the, the first barrier we, we all came there aren't through these like 
issues between the community as, as the, itself. Yeah. As the first way. barrier society came through was going, oh, our generation, hey, we're, we're okay with people being gay. And we all yeah. went, aren't we progressive? Yeah. Aren't we not like our parents? We've, 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 we've hopefully moved beyond being homophobic and being racist. Yep. On an outward level. Yep. That was, that was a big move for us. Yep. And we felt pretty good about that. Yep. Okay. And then, you know, it keeps, it keeps moving. Someone goes, okay, now, now there's this. And we go, no, no, we, we, we've, we've made our one big change. <laughs> We're comfortable with that. It, it's, it's just a weird thing, isn't it? I just think, I just think. Hindsight's such a strange thing. Yeah, but I just think for the movement that was going on way before 1993, you'd think they'd be a bit more liberal about it rather than i hear the question is is mrs doubtfire a product of san francisco or is it just set in san francisco or is it yeah, just set in yeah, san francisco yeah, 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 and i think, yeah. I, think I think i think that's the answer it's just set in san francisco oh, okay it's not going to adopt the ideals of san francisco or else we probably would have had more gay friendly characters even in the film full stop yeah interesting i was just looking um some of it is because of the gold rush the population of san francisco was 95 percent young men yeah and transient yeah yeah that's a good point come across doing the look at that getting a little we're expecting that when you turned on the old Mrs. Doubtfire review, were you, folks? But that was also why um, when they went up into the hills to look for gold, they were sailors that were coming through the port and leaving the ships. That's why they would be in Shanghai. That's where Shanghai come from. Because there was a guy called Mickey Finn who owned a pub, hence why the drugs in the 90s were called Mickey Finns. It was an opioid, and he would give them, slip them one, knock them out, put them on a ship to Shanghai, and if you didn't work on the ship, they tipped you over the edge. Cheers. Yeah, yeah, just as uh, I was doing a little bit of research, um, men often assumed gender roles that were traditionally assigned to women and same-sex dancing and cross-gender dressing were common at masquerade balls and parties. And there were also many cases at the same time of women dressing traditionally male yep. to be safe in the streets. So, because yep. there were wow. so many men. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, if they finish by deciding they're not going to tell Natty because Natty's too young and she'll blow his cover. And she probably really wouldn't understand. It's, it's, it's right to do that. Yeah. Uh, back at work... Um, Daniel's, you know, he's uh, boxing and shipping. And uh, he goes to this old guy, and there's this, this guy behind the counter, and he's just really, and then we have the brontosaurus. And he goes, uh, Daniel asks this old guy, which one's the dinosaur? And the old guy says, oh, the one in the middle. Is, and he goes, you're wrong. They're all extinct. Is the old guy the guy from Home Alone, the one who owns the... um? FAO Schwartz place. No. AFAO Schwartz is big, not Home Alone. No, 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 no. That's not FAO Schwartz, but that's the place they filmed it in, wasn't it? But what was the Home Alone 2? Oh, Home Alone 2. Maybe. I don't know. Who's the guy who runs the the, the toy shop? I don't know. I'm sure. I I thought that was him. It might be, but because he wasn't on the. I don't have every movie they ever made in my database. I've just got the ones we've done. He looks very familiar to me. Like, I don't know why he looks familiar to me. Well, I can tell you that. Was he also. He was not in Home Alone 2, so I'm getting no hits. Was he in. Monsters? Uh, I don't don't know. I don't know. He Uh, looks very familiar, any of this guy. I'll tell you what he was in. Go on. He was in Rudy. I didn't see that. Oh, you're not? Oh. No. George, you saw Rudy. I did see Rudy. He was the Catholic priest who helps him out. Oh. Uh, That's uh, either, on which part of the movie you watch, either Rudy, Rudy, or Rudy. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the chair changes halfway through. And it's really <laughs> um, so he says, what kind of idiot keeps this guy in the air for 25 years? And the old guy in the suit says, me. And he says, Jonathan Lundy, and extends his hand. 
And uh, Williams extends it says, Daniel Hillard, former employee. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. That was funny. That did make me laugh. We get to uh, walk like a man, talk like, like a man. man. Um, and there's another. Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Yep, love it. And there's yeah. another montage. I uh, like these montages in this film. We get back to um, Mrs. Doubtfire in the, in the, in the house. And uh, Miranda confesses to him that Mrs. Selner has told her that um, Daniel has a lover, an older woman who's trying to pass for his sister, and she's I'm not even sure. very attractive. I'm pretty Mrs. sure Mrs. Selner, Selner gets fired no for this. No business telling her that. No, no business whatsoever. No. I got my notes, and I'm sorry, folks. Are all the women in this movie terrible? Yeah. They, they are. They are. Yeah. It's really frustrating. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm out of, I'm, yeah, you get my perspective here. Uh, how did Mr. Doubtfire die? She asked. He goes, oh, he was quite fond of the drink, and it was the drink that killed him. She goes, oh, he was an alcoholic? No, he was hit by a Guinness truck. Why can he have just said yes? Why does he have to say hit by Guinness truck? Oh, I think it's funny. Because straight away. I think it's funny. Ugh. Now, Miranda's, Sally Field's job here is to evoke a laugh from the audience, and it's so preposterous. Hmm. But yeah, I don't mind it. Um, <laughs> it just seemed a bit odd. Why go with something stupid when that could be, yes, you know, don't talk yourself into situations. So they talk about their ex-spouses, and she goes, how was, how was he, if you don't mind my asking, in the bedroom? Which is great, because he's now got this unfiltered, how was he? Yeah. And she goes, he was okay. And he goes, oh, just okay. And he goes, well, you know. And he goes, well, must have been better than poor Winston. <laughs> Winston's idea of foreplay was brace yourself. <laughs> and she says instead, she says that Daniel never knew it, but she cried herself to sleep a lot of nights. And, you know, Daniel as Mrs. Doubtfire seems quite upset to hear that. This is the turning point for him. Yeah, of course it I, is. This is when he stops trying to fight to win her back. Yeah. Um, because she's realized her marriage is over. She says, look, I'm a lot happier without him. and He's a lot happier about me. And uh, completely oblivious, of course, to who she's speaking to. Yeah. Uh, they all go to the country club, and turns out Stu's on the diving board. And he goes, oh, look, Maddie, he's a specimen. That's called liposuction. <laughs> Here's my thought. Why would you take Mrs. Delphi swimming? They play. Well, the end of it, she's part of the family, right? She's going to help take care of it. Very much just like indentured servitude. But um, How's he keeping down a job but also doing that at the same time then? I'm assuming it's a weekend. Okay. That's a hell of a long time. Because I'm assuming, no, because I'm assuming Miranda's going to have a, a, a nine to five Monday to Friday. Hmm. So I'm guessing, yeah, everyone works their nine to five and then, or I guess in his case, nine to three. And he picks the kids up. Um, so here's my question. You told Lydia and Chris, so we need to know that Lydia and Chris are in on it. But now they're going on a family outing where they're told, go, go, you know, get changed into your swimsuits and play and do the perfect family thing in the pool while your dad watches suffering in his suit. They yeah. don't seem to care, do they? And they don't seem to care at all. And this no. is where it gets a little blurred blur because surely you'd go, you'd be looking over Mrs. Doubtfire and they go, Oh, why are you looking at Mrs. Doubtfire so much? They could go, Oh, we just, we just really miss hanging out with something. You something, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to playing happy families. Yeah. Like there are, it's almost like they, just, they couldn't decide what scenes they knew and what scenes they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Or again, what's the order? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the peeing scene supposed to be later? You know what? Who knows? Probably. Maybe. Based on this scene, 
Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're probably supposed to find out much later in the film in the original, right? Yeah, probably. Because there's no re- the scene makes the scene makes no sense. Makes no, no makes sense no, at all. Because you would you would feel guilty if you knew that's your dad in that suit, yeah. and you've all gone out to this thing. You would be like, no, no. And why is this scene existing? Uh, well, for a bunch of reasons. There's one main reason. I'll tell you in a second. Okay. Um, this she goes odd. So. Miss Stu's like, oh, Mama, Mama's just out for come in the pool. I mean, Stu's great. He's just being nice. Stu's great, and he goes, oh no, I think they've outlawed whaling, and which is not again. It's not great, but it, he needs a reason why he can't get in the pool because yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, obviously he's, 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 he's wearing a bodysuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so you know, and he just float. I think body image is the safest play because actually we've seen Mrs. Doubtfire have no physical limitations to this point. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, at the bar, and I think the guy behind the bar is—he's he's got this weird name, which like Doctor Toad. This is how he's credited in the credits. <laughs> oh, okay. But I think it's like Chris Columbus's brother or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. But we go to the bar, and the world's most convenient friend shows up to tell us Stu never wanted kids, and he goes, "Oh, these kids have changed my changed my mind. Look at them—they're great kids." Oh, they're fan. And this, you know what this and does? That's genuine. This sets up the typical evil stepfather opportunity for him to go, as soon as I marry her, they're going to boarding school. <laughs> but actually, he does the opposite of what yeah. you expect. It yes. turns out he's just a great guy. Yeah. And he's like, look at her. Oh, she's great. And you settle down. Oh, you know what? You can't, you can't be a kid forever. And I'm like, this is, this is fantastic. Yeah. And he's, the only thing he does, he calls their father a loser now. He's never met them and always got his Miranda to go off him. Yeah. So I don't really mind Daniel, sorry, uh, Stu, for making this judgment call well, to his no, friends. She's always trashing him, isn't she? And as he goes to walk away, he goes, loser, right? And he grabs a lime and chucks at the back of Stu's head. That was a great shot. And goes, oh, it was a, oh did you not tip them? Remember <laughs> the kitchen? It was a run by fruiting. <laughs> it's very funny. He went that way. Yes. <laughs> I'll keep my eyes open for them. <laughs> Um, so I think this scene exists for a couple of reasons. I think much like Daniel, we need to see the family really works together. Yeah. Yeah. If it is Miranda and Stu and the kids, it's a nice scene. He doesn't have to be that guy there. He doesn't feel, he's not filling that role for her. Like, and you could make it about sex, but it's not just about sex. No, that's true. It's about. This looks like a happy family. Yeah. And she's never going to let him have that spot back. And we can talk about whether it's fair or right. She's changed her mind for whatever that means. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, out of all the guys who could be out there, he's a pretty good one. He is a spot. good one. Yeah. And he's, he interacts with the kids. He, he does his best by them. And so number one is for us to see it. And then number two is that we get that privileged spot where he tells his friend, no, I re- I'm crazy about these kids. Yeah. yeah. And so we know it's not just, so I think we see it. And we know it's not just an act. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, okay, makes sense. There we go. Yep. Um, at work again, Daniel improvs with the dinosaurs, and the boss sees him from a distance and spies on him, and says he loves it, and he offers Daniel a dinner meeting. Friday, 8 o'clock at his favorite restaurant. And you could just so easily go, no, um, can no, we... No, this, s- this one's fine. Because this, oh, is, oh, this, yeah, this yeah. is the first Monday, one he's offered. Is it supposed to be, is it, was it not Mondays and Fridays at 7.30 that Waterface came and visited? He books it, it off. Days? He books it off. Yeah. I'm not going to be available Friday. Can you come Thursday? Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Back at his house, the kids are all proud of dad for making home. <laughs> oh, you made it from, I made him a scratch. He's made spaghetti. It's not. It's not. I'm not a cook, but I can do spaghetti. 
He's not making Dauphinois potatoes, you know what I mean? Like he's just Dauphinois. Dauphinois. Scallops. That's what we call him back home. You know We call scallops scallops. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Well he's not making something he's not making something sophisticated. It's spaghetti. No, yeah. Yeah. Some kids don't even eat spaghetti. <laughs> um <laughs> you make subtle digs at me. Uh, Miranda's impressed with how the clean the place is and he's impressed that she knocked this time. Yes. You say thank you They're for knocking. Thank you for knocking. It shows progress, but I shouldn't Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apologies if I go that's the bare minimum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We she often celebrate later. kids at school like jokingly if they like do like they actually do the work in a lesson and aren't room like yes the bare minimum <laughs> Woo! like with the kids like it, it becomes a bit of a joke but Daniel again asks to watch the kids after school, but Miranda says, no, I can't let Mrs. Doubtfire go. She's part of the family. Yeah, for 300 bucks a week. Yeah. Now, he could easily go as Mrs. Doubtfire. I have to quit. Yeah. He could easily goes as Mrs. Doubtfire. My rate's now $500 a week. Again, he's put in that jeopardy, isn't he? I think it's what happens if I don't get either. Yeah. 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 Um, I've got date the risk night. of losing the kids is more. There's a big date night, and it's black or red. For the big birthday dinner. Oh, the black dress boy. Oh, and oh, uh, lovely. Mrs. Doubtfire goes for a frock. Now, this is where it starts <laughs> to overcorrect. And you're like, okay. She's like, you know, oh, red is the color of streetwalkers. <laughs> and yet, meanwhile, like, they ask, and Lydia's like, yeah, wear the black one, mom. And I'm like, this is your dad. Yeah. And you know it's your dad, according to where we are in the movie. Yep. Yep. But you're saying, for the date with the guy who, yep. that's my dad, and we're yep. planning to get, like, and there's not even a guilty look. or a, No, no. Yeah, I guess the black. Or I don't I don't know, Mom. Wear what you want. It's like this enthusiastic yeah, like, girl's short night. Yeah, black one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we plan the date for the man who's not my dad. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there's a dinner invite for everyone, including Mrs. Doubtfire, Friday at 7 p.m. at Bridges. I've got my notes. Wah, wah. <laughs> uh, and I don't get why he turns up as, um, why he he agrees, besides the movie's got a movie. Yeah, there is no reason that this, he actually has to agree to this. I can't like, come. Please, really everybody sorry. wants it. I, I have plans. excuse than bingo. I have plans. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on a date. Yeah. You said the Winston thing, but it's like, well, I took your advice. I'm trying something. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. It's not that difficult. They get to the restaurant on the night, smoking or non-smoking. Uh, they get in just behind Mr. Lundy, who asked for non-smoking, so they asked for smoking. I judge him for this. That's his own kids, and he's putting them in a smoking area, and yeah. none of them smoke. Don't worry, because if you saw the movie, not one person in that smoking section lit was up. No, I know, but I'm <laughs> just saying. Most, especially because it was the guy who earlier in the movie quit his job because he didn't want kids seeing smoke. Yes. Put them. Do, do, this hot, same thing works. The other way round. Just have Mr. London go into the smoking area. Yeah, and then you could have Stu go, actually, I like a cigar. No, non-smoking. non-smoking. I will not be near smoke. Yes. Smoke, I will smoke go, around I'm the sorry, kids. I yeah. will, so I will not sit here and do that. And then he could go, okay, yeah, you're right, Mrs. Dow. I'm sorry, Mrs. Yeah, yeah, we won't yeah, do yeah, that. Because yeah. then he's not the perfect replacement man either. Yeah. He's actually got a couple he's of flaws. He's got a vice. Okay. He likes a birthday. He likes an evening cigar with his yeah. brandy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So much better. Um... The necklace is... Oh, sorry. Uh, she says, oh, I think I saw Clint Eastwood. And she goes, that would make my day. Uh, do you know why they probably mentioned Clint Eastwood? Because he's from the San Francisco area. Did you get the line? Say that again. She says, I think I saw Clint Eastwood. That would make my day. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, punk. Make my day. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, right? Yeah. Um, the kids are sent away. The, 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 and he goes... <laughs> he was the mayor of San Francisco, wasn't he? At one point? I don't know. 
Um, <laughs> you said that was such. Um, it was a, I don't know. I don't want to go on another yeah, tangent. Let's move on. Yeah. I'm tired. That was. That was a gasp. I, I don't know, but I feel like we're going to look it up. <laughs> That was funny. Uh, the necklace is a bit of a down payment. He goes, oh, he says, actually makes it, it's a really crude joke. He says, oh, that, that, that necklace is a bit of a going down payment. Going down payment, yes. And then he lets go a list of sexual innuendos. That this I has got to be the bit that was cut. Not, this has to be the yeah. one that was cut. That's my thing. Yeah. A 12-second bit. It's got to be this. It's got to be this. Yeah. It has to be, yeah. yeah. Um, and it would. It's, it's the most crass thing in the movie by far. Yeah. By far. Why does he cunning linguistics made me laugh? That one got yep. me. Yep. Why do Robin Williams have to go to dirty jokes? Stand up. Yeah, but I thought he, I, I I've always imagined we. I think we've always imagined him as kid friendly because and of a clever. Latin. Yeah. yeah. But these, very, these are clever. These are clever. Yeah. The, the word play is funny. Yeah. yeah. It's just never horizontal mambo is yeah. not great, no. but but the one Georgia mentioned is really is really quite yeah. quite playful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and poor Pierce Brosnan's just got to act just completely like, oh, I don't think that's a, well, that's supposed to, because I guarantee you it was never the same list twice. He wanted wanted to cackle at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he'll be going, well, I'm James Bond later. I'm going to use half these. (laughs) Oh, Miss Moneypenny. (laughs) I've always thought of myself as a bit of a cunning, moving on. Um, the necklace, I said already, Miss Doubtfire then goes to the toilet to change and uh, almost goes in the men's room. Men's room is caught by Miranda. He then, uh, well, you got a double thing here because yeah. you can go in as a man so, in the men's toilet. I think the safer thing is to go to a woman in the men's toilet. Yes, because but, there's cubicles and, and if a woman goes out, it's not nearly as much of a freak out as a man going into the girl, in the woman's loo. Coming out of the woman's yeah. loo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's not, it's not just getting out. And then we catch you walking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No. Um, Daniel then has three double scotches as he tries to keep up with Mr. Lundy and then almost goes the wrong way back. Um, he gets changed again back to Mrs. Doubtfire to go back to the family dinner. This is very slapstick. His teeth fall into a Chardonnay glass, Ugh. and that's the excuse to leave again. Yeah. Uh, the cast did not know Robin Williams was going to do the teeth in the Chardonnay glass, and the reactions on film were genuine, mirroring the shock of the crew. Um, he goes it, then he goes back to his boss again, and the boss goes, are you wearing perfume? And he goes, yeah. And is that lipstick? He goes, yeah. Why? Because on the way to the toilet, he convinces his boss, I was making out with some woman, some <laughs> old, old girlfriend. Yeah. He comes, he says, oh, does she have a friend for me? <laughs> it's a bit weird. It is a bit weird. He comes back to Mr. Lundy. He gets changed, but goes back to the wrong table. And because he's drank so much, I think we can forgive him the mistake. Yeah, of which yeah, table he sat yeah. at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, in between this, he's also snuck into the kitchen in Mrs. Doubtfire costume to add pepper to um, Stu's dinner because Stu's allergic to pepper. Yeah, but again... F- right. Food allergies too far. If food, uh, yes, you don't too far. And also, when his teeth came out into the thing, Stu was helping him, trying to get him out of his drink. You know, that's a gross thing to do, and he was helping. Yep. Do you know what I mean? So to... Food allergies, yeah, is a huge thing. I was just like, oh my God, no. Why? But then, um, he, then he doesn't actually have a reaction to it. He chokes on it. Just chokes, not a reaction. Well, no, because the thing is, no, because there is a reaction. Can I explain it in a second? Yes. Um, so he's in Mrs. Doubtfire costume. He goes, what, what are you here for? He goes, surprise. This is your new host. And he goes, really? And he goes, yeah, he's a hip granny who, yada, yada. Let's forget, the last guy was fired for being a dinosaur. 
yeah. for being too old. He was going to make it to a young hip area. And his play is a granny. Yeah. I don't mind that the character ends up being a granny, but the reason for firing the guy could have been he's boring. Yeah. But it you was, went with wasn't it. It was that, but it was also age. Age was brought into it. Well, that should have been just boring because yeah. not not the age. Because then you just had an old guy drinking scotch, going, "Yeah, let's bring on the old woman to deal with the old." Yeah, it's not old anymore. <laughs> Nothing says we know what kids like that's young and hip, like two grown ass men <laughs> saying, "Let's put an old woman as the lead character." Yeah, jeez. <laughs> then Stu chokes on the pe- on the shrimp. What the pepper's done is it's closed his throat preventing the shrimp from going down his pipe that causing the choking that quickly though it's a movie but that's but there's oh it's stupid i hate it it didn't come across like that no okay it just looks like he like swallows it wrong because he does put he does put a lot on there well, he's yeah. probably also okay, so he's also shocked so probably a he closed up really really quickly but he's so shocked by the heat because he's not yeah. used to it yeah that then the, the the shrimp slides down his throat by mistake and then it gets caught and he chokes and they have to do the heimlich um, it's not actually the Heimlich. When he does, thrusts. when he does the Heimlich, uh, apparently he said so many. Um, he made so many sexual sort of connotations towards Pierce Brosnan that they had to do the scene several times because <laughs> he kept laughing because he couldn't case they didn't care. No. <laughs> um, so it blows his cover. Now everybody has to go. Oh, it's Mrs. Doubtfire, his dad. And Sally Field's not good at reacting to this. She, I, I just don't think she should do comedy. And this was a, this is a weird one. It was comedy and drama sort of combined, and she wasn't good at either in this moment. No, no. no. And it's it, not the it, first it, time it, she's tried to do comedy either. It went more more slapsticky than anything else. Yeah, it was and it, it just it just wasn't good. I didn't like slapstick. She also did a film with Tom Hanks called Punchline. I think that was a comedy. Really? Back, so they've done more than one film together. Yep. Oh. Daniel, so we go back to court. Daniel acts as his own witness and pleads insanity with a lovely speech about his kids. I'm insane oh, because you know I can't what? be away from my kids. This scene broke my heart. This was this felt genuine. This felt desperation. This, this felt, is when we get into the end quarter of the film. The judge says it's a wonderful speech. And you seem to really love your parents, your kids, but I think it's a uh, terrific performance by a talented actor. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. And the whole time Miranda's just stonewalling him. Yeah, completely. And he's com- and you can see she almost looks a little bit like she's convinced by what he's saying, but and she refuses. Can easily, just say yep. here. Easily say at any point. No, that's that's too much. That's too far. It's that's, not true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he pleads with full her. custody is awarded to Miranda. He'll have court supervised visitation, and I'm like, this is too far. And yeah. the judge wants psychedelic counseling because psychiatric counseling because too. of the cross dressing side of things. I don't think. No, I don't think that's because of it. I think it's the fact that he uh, he created this. Okay, the cross-dressing doesn't help. I think it's the creation of a second persona and lying within the second persona to everyone around that's him. That's not how it came across No, it, it absolutely comes across that it's because he really? dresses as a woman. Because he yeah. dresses as a woman, yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Because of, of the comment beforehand as well where he says, but you, Matt, you lived as someone else and you managed to convince all these people. And then he says the yeah. bit about being a good actor. Okay. It, just, it just felt it, that's to how me, it, it came across like yeah. yeah but maybe we're, cyn- maybe so here's we're my question, cynical though. and are looking here's, for things to maybe. be here's the question i got because i've written my notes hang on you said a minute ago it was a terrific performance by a talented actor now you're saying he does need psychiatric help which one is it yeah because yeah. it can't be both no, no exactly yeah so back at the hillard house and they're referring to mrs doubtfire as she i miss her jokes i miss her stories yeah. i miss the way she brought you know, made, made, made the house feel in the morning. And she goes, we're talking about her like she's a she. She's not a she. Now, in the case of 
I would agree with that. She's not a she. Mrs. Doubtfire was always was a pretend a, person. It was a pretend character. Yeah. Was, yeah, was was always a persona created for fictitious purposes. Yeah. 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 Um, but then they hear Mrs. Doubtfire's voice on the TV, and they go running in, and they watch the scene. It's a very funny scene. Mrs. Doubtfire's got a new TV show. Very lucky it happened to be turned on. <laughs> yeah, even at luck- that right time, even, that right moment. Even luckier, but apparently the show before it was a blank was screen silence. of silence. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it went from nothing to just like the voice. Yeah. No intro music, no, no, no anything. No, just no, the, nothing. Yeah. No, because yeah. they needed that little fake yep. out. Miranda goes to the studio because apparently it's just that easy to walk onto a soundstage. Yeah, that is, I said that when watching it. I said to Felicity, I was like, you'd never be able to walk onto a soundstage that, like that, would you? Never. They get So after it's over, he gets changed, comes back out, and they fight. Miranda still sucks. Yeah. <sighs> he, no, no, I'm sorry about how the courtroom went or anything like that. I, I do want you to see your kids. Nothing, nothing like that. He asks, and this is a powerful thing. He asks, do you know what it's like for someone to watch me hug my kids like I'm some kind of deviant? Mm. that was tough she says the kids miss mrs doubtfire he goes what are you saying the kids need you i'm like you still haven't flipping said it yeah what does that mean yeah she goes he goes i need he goes i need them we go back at home and the new babysitter is showing up and we repeat the shot of mrs doubtfire's reveal it's the same shot but this time it's daniel is himself and he's going to watch the kids for a few hours every day. And he's going to wait outside. No longer his home. There's no pretense. We're not pretending we're one family. Yeah. And uh, as the kids are getting ready to go outside, we, we, we have the, the sort of the, the bit that starts with a TV broadcast and then moves into shots of the uh, Hillard kids getting into the car with dad about a letter from Katie McCormick about what happens when parents split up. And they might end up together and they might end up apart, but you'll be okay. Yeah. And that's the movie. Did and you also know it's the postman who delivered it? Yeah, the postman was the old host. It was the old host, yeah. yeah. The producers fired the original screenwriter because of an unhappy ending when the parents do not get back together. After several rewrites with different happy endings, they realized, nah, the original ending was better. <laughs> because they didn't want to create the illusion that the divorced parents will eventually get back together. Oh, no, because that's not real life. They rehired the original writer and went back to the original ending. Good. And there was talk of a sequel in 2003 with a script being written by Bonnie Hunt. Robin Williams would return in disguise as an old nanny like in the first movie. But due to problems with the script, rewriting began in early 2006 because he was unhappy with the plot. The film was expected to be released in late 2007, but further script problems uh, resulted in the, the script sequel being declared scrapped in mid-2006. It would have involved Williams as Mrs. Doubtfire moving close to his daughter's college so he could keep an eye on her. Um, more serious discussions reignited in 2014 with an announcement that Chris Columbus would be teaming with Fox 2000 Pictures to produce a sequel, and then Williams died four months later, sealing the project's fate once and for all, and no one replaced him either, and nor could you. No. You can't do that. I can't see... No, you couldn't. But I can't see where this could make a sequel. No, uh, I think it's about... The reveal has been revealed. It's it's not a good thing that Mrs. Doubtfire... Sorry, it's not a good thing that Robin Williams dies. No, no, no. Far from it. But is the... Is Mrs. Doubtfire Doubtfire a better film because we don't have Mrs. Doubtfire 2? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Because you don't go, oh, yeah, it was good, but the second one sucks. Dressing up as Mrs. Doubtfire just to look look out for his kid at university that's a bit weird i don't know how you get there because i don't know how you i don't know how you write that 
That's yeah, all right. she knows. You can't yes. make her forget. No. Oh, dad, not again. But then what's the thing? What's the big What's the big reveal? Is she is she like the the sorority mum, but why does he need to move in and how do you get past the part where he's he's there with a bunch of university aged women? Exactly. Yeah. That just feels like it's just a bad 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 bad. Like it bad. feels like it takes the body parts of like nuns on the run, but yeah. makes that the entire movie. Yeah. Like how does he not just creepy old man? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the exact address, 2640 Steiner Street, legit address, yep. uh, becomes a tourist attraction for some time after the film's release. And after Williams' death, it becomes an impromptu memorial. Do you know, when we went on, um, me and my mate, when we went on a uh, tour, on the bus tour around San Francisco to show you different attractions, they were told they were not allowed to go by the house of the tour because the people living in there had had enough of people turning up and taking pictures and knocking on the door. Not going to have a nose too far, but you can't yeah. do much out here walking by. Why Why would you buy that house if you didn't want people... You want to be able to flex and say, I live in the Mrs. Doubtfire house and you didn't want the stuff that comes with it. Yeah. yeah. Why would you do that? Don't know. It's a bit like the Goonies house. Do you know what I mean? The people who lived in the Goonies house. I mean, I mean, they're selling up now, I think, or have sold up and somebody else is... I don't know if the the city has bought the or the town has bought the the house now. Yeah, it's like any I famous house. It's like, like like the Beatles houses. Yeah, like Paul McCartney's house is owned by the government or something like that. But I think Harrison's old house Harrison. is now owned by somebody. Assigned by an old couple. Yeah, yeah, and they're quite cool. People coming by. Yeah, yeah. But Lennon's is not. Lennon's is, is, that's, that's is owned by the the council. I think. The council. Yeah. McCartney's is yeah, and Ringo's. Ringo's old one is like down some side street. So beside I don't know about pub, my tour. Beside, beside, the, beside pub. the pub, he used to go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So such is. But no, it's um, yeah, that was quite cool though. I had my there's a famous picture of um George Harrison standing outside his his house at that time, and I've got me doing the same <laughs> pose right outside the same house. It's amazing because oh, George yeah. Harrison was my favorite Beatle. Oh, was he? Yeah. In any other band. That guy would have been the leader, songwriter sure. of any other band other than the Beatles. Well, there you go. Here yeah. comes the sun. Yeah. Oh. And the first Beatles to have a number one solo. Yeah, I, I used to say it was got my set on you, but then you proved me wrong and it was My Sweet Lord. My Sweet Lord, 1971. So there we go. Not, not all the time is he always yeah. right. But on the times he is right, he is always right. <laughs> We're in the end game now. And a double bill. We're in the end game now. We are, yeah. Liam, we need a uh, random word, buddy. Um, wig. Wig. Lots of options here. All right, let's talk about the money, money, money. $25 million budget. What wow. does it take home? Ooh. I remember it being a big hit, so probably $25 million. And Georgia? I was going to go 150. You're both incredibly low. Really? 441 million. Wow. I remember it being huge. Huge. Yeah, I remember it being huge. huge. Remember, we said like 130 bucks was like 28. Like it's like double the money now, right? Yeah, so that's yeah, like, yeah. that's almost a billion dollars if you bring it in the 2023 film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Now, what? You'd think they would want to write a sequel, wouldn't you, after having that? So we weren't so sequel happy in the early 90s. No, we weren't. No. Really. Uh, the awards actually gets an oscar nomination and, is it and it's for, a win uh best uh makeup yep. and design best makeup. Yeah, yeah. two golden globe wins uh makeup again no oh 
Golden uh, Globes is much more performing, directing oh, elemented. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then well, I wouldn't be best actor, would it? Best actor in a musical or comedy. Really? Hmm. Yeah, because it's a separate category. It's separate for the Golden Globes. Oh, okay. Okay. Did he, did he win that? Uh, he does win for it. Oh, wow. Um, best support by Piers Brosnan. No. Oh. Don't know. Best movie. Oh. Musical or comedy. Oh, okay. Uh, Piers Brosnan's uh, career is greatly helped by this film. Yeah. Because he's on a downswing. He did Remington Steel kind of dipping out of public view yeah and this is because the movie's such a hit it's huge for him yeah and he's like the perfect suave british guy right he gets to show off his six-pack he gets to be a sex symbol yeah yeah so real and chris columbus helped him get bond yeah (laughs) who would you cast to you'd be missed out for too late. Too late. You're good at that. (laughs) i've got the expressive voice don't i and you've done pantomime dame before so you could you could pull that off yeah, I could do that. I mean, uh, yeah, it'd be all right. Georgia would be the sweet little girl. <laughs> oh, Natty. <laughs> Probably the... Why do you want mommy to die? <laughs> do you want mommy to die? <laughs> I think only happy thoughts about mommy, too. About mommy, too. Will you call her, Will a, you princess? Call her a princess? Will <laughs> <laughs> uh, Liam, you're probably Pierce Brosnan, buddy. Yeah, they, they, they don't know that Kings Lynn British is any different than regular British. No, <laughs> it's all the same for them. Yeah, the Irish and the, you, you'd be the a, Norfolk. You'd be a prince. Well, yeah, he plays himself as English, doesn't he? But yeah, he's always yeah. plays, he's played English his whole career. Yeah, yeah. But you can hear the twang of Irish in there. You can, I can. Oh, can you not? No. Uh, you yeah, can you when he does Mamma Mia. You can hear it. Yeah, you can definitely hear the Irish there. Yeah. I wonder if he's when playing he sings, a bit more. You can hear it. Oh, singing, singing. It was funny because Claire, who we know. You used to remember doing spam a lot when yeah. he and you, you astound me. And I said, oh, thank you. She goes, no, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. She went, uh, you could, uh, she went, because she, she, she always frames things in kind of a negative way. Yeah, yeah. It's in a positive way. It's the negative frame. Yeah, yeah. She'd be like, you sing with a perfect English accent. You sound nothing like it when you speak. She <laughs> <laughs> doing spam a lot, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. So there we are. Um, good shame. Indeed. Did this film have a villain problem? No, she was a villain. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, is mum a villain or isn't she? I think that is the problem, is they don't fully commit to it either way. Because no. we're aligned to him, she is the villain. And every, But the villain every we need to forgive, because that's, that's what a breakup is, isn't it? Yeah. But every opportunity, she could help him in some way. Oh, for she, the sucks. Children. she sucks. She sucks. She doesn't. She doesn't think about the kids. She thinks about her. I'm not sure the film ever forgives her. I'm not sure that he I ever don't forgives her. her. I don't forgive her. That point what? in the courtroom at the very end, oh, we didn't he mention. breaks down. He goes, he goes. What, what about the courts? I took care of it. Okay, yeah, what is just it? like that. What does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? You can't just overturn something just because you've changed your mind. As soon as he leaves, he's taken the kids. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. the person who the, that the impact could be on the consequences of breaking that like court mandate. Oh. Like you'd want to be, you'd want more assurance than oh, I've thought it. Like, There's a great line when they're on the set. And she goes, we watch you every day. He's like, oh, I'm glad I'm able to see my kids in some way. Or they're able to see me. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, good line. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know why we have to. I don't care about who did what to who. Yeah, because you've won everything. Yeah, exactly. You're you've in the, the house, house with the kids. Yeah, a new. A, a, a new fella. Yeah. And you don't, you don't, you got full custody. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you don't want to keep score because you're no. one. Yeah. In every which way. Yeah. And you couldn't give me the scrap of just don't make me, you know. 
have someone watch me hug my visitations. Kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, geez. Um, what is the story here? Fathers need equal rights. Oh, that's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's two in the family. There's two. There's yeah. two parents, and you know it takes two to tango. It takes two you to can, make the you kids. You could argue there's a very progressive element to this, where he as a man is able to demonstrate some key maternal kind of emotions and care that she is and is able to frame himself even even his own development by getting into by adopting this persona he's able to actually realize he develops as a person through he's a much much better parent and it's because rather than going into the default dad role yeah he's able instead to see mode not just mum or dad almost a more maternal viewpoint though mrs doubtfire right yeah, yeah and goes down that side and it's really quite interesting now It'd be great if the film talked about that at all. Yeah, yeah, they don't. But such is role of women. So shit, horrendous. Yeah, women are shrews. Yeah, who will punish you just because they'll move on, get a new boyfriend, and make you still punished every step of the way. Yeah, yep. And even hypocrites. Yeah, it's not because Miranda's really the only woman we get to look. Miranda and Miss Zellner. Yeah, yeah, she's not as bad. She's not as bad. She's not very good. Nothing. Yeah, you find out she's gossiping about him behind his back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, what right? What right does she? Yeah, this is not a good. This is not a good look. Oh, that would be Megan's role, by the way. That would be (laughs) shot. (laughs) So I'm the four year old, and Megan's the sixty year old. I might think you have a high school kid, and Ethan's a little girl. <laughs> you think mommy's going to die? <laughs> uh, he's got a very young energy, Ethan does. He does have a young energy. Good on him. Um, Keep it, Ethan. Uh, Other big questions? I think we've done a lot of them. We talked about men's rights, father's rights. Absolutely. And it's interesting because, you know, we do look at the 20th century and about gender equality. And a lot of that gender equality conversation we have is about the progress of women. And rightfully so, because, you know, as they venture more towards a more equal footing, I'm not going to say it is equal footing. I'm not going to say at what point it happens because I don't know. And I'm outside that conversation. However, part of that is also we move away from this de facto concept that women are the only ones who can be effective parents. We move away from the idea that women are the only ones who truly love their children, and we do move towards a situation. And the judge starts to throw us away. We've become more accustomed now that men actually do have rights to their children. Which they always should have had. Yeah. So I think – but I think when we talk about the the advancements, we look at the plight of – primarily women but we it would be good to go no no th- there were other elements that were made more equal for the times where where, where men have been discriminated against this is where yeah. equality is what people are fighting for not for people who have been oppressed to be moved up and yeah, then it's, be it's, the oppressors it's, it's, it's not that's about, not the point the yeah, pendulum, this is not the barbie pen, the pendulum shouldn't swing the other the other <laughs> no. place no, no, no. that feminism is, a, feminism, feminism is a move equality. towards equality yes yep, agreed agreed which includes this sort of thing as well, men getting the same rights yeah. as women in yep. a situation that is usually maternal. Agreed. 100%. We're on yeah. the same page. I appreciate yeah. I always appreciate I work with a woman who's very gasserious in review point to you. <laughs> and she's very quick to go. She's this complete... She's, she's great. She's this woman from New Zealand, which is not the same size as Australia, she told me. Is it not? No, she said it's not. <laughs> wow. So if anyone told us that, not. I was convinced I was the same size as Australia. Well, you know, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> about a year and a half away. Oh, more than that. More than that. He's never going to live that day. <laughs> he never will, no. 
because it's an identity, right? I mean, yeah. It's the same size. It's not. <laughs> How do you know? I've seen globes. <laughs> so from someone who is from New Zealand. Okay, cool. <laughs> It'd be like if I got a fact of Canada, like so wrong. Yeah. <sighs> um, let's take a look here. Uh, best character. Ooh, that's tough. Oh, but, sorry, back to my friend from New Zealand. Ridiculous. Yes. The story. She's very quick to go. And it winds me up when people act like, you know, that, that, that it's about equality when it's not. It's about punishing men. It's not about punishing men. We need to make sure it's equal. And I'm like, yep. I'm like preach, sister. Yeah, good <laughs> on you. So um, where are we at here? Best character. I'm going to punt for Stu. Hey. Because Piers Brosnan, he, even when the kids aren't around him, they're in the pool and so is Sally Field and... Robin's sitting on the sideline, Mr. Outfire's on the sidelines. He doesn't know they're there. He t- speaks the truth, tells them that it's the kids he likes as well, as well as the lady that he's fallen for. He needs to grow up. A little bit of a message to Robin Williams' character, Daniel himself, who needs to grow up a bit. Um, whatever's thrown at him, whether it be a lemon <laughs> or <laughs> innuendos, <laughs> innuendos um, he takes it all on the chin and he doesn't really react to it because the relationship he's in means more to him than reacting to it. What did Frank Sinatra sing? Ain't that a kiwi in the head? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, oh, here's Brosnan. Still. Yeah. Still. Georgia. Yeah, he's good, isn't he? Um... <laughs> he's good, isn't he? You haven't done two in a row. Like. <laughs> I have written an essay today. Oh. Why? Well, I did, I did mold young minds. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. No, it took me a second to realize what you went, and I am that tired that my brain has stopped working now. Um, no, I like I like parts of Robin Williams' character, but I, like I said, I don't like the middle half of the film because it just becomes this showboating montage filmed unnecessary half hour that is just not needed for the entire film so i can't even say him because i don't like him i I quite like the kids but then the two kids supposedly know what's going on for half a film and then they're really awful so small child yeah she's good uh i would say my favorite character is i didn't think i was gonna go this way but liam yeah i think you've talked me into it Stu. yeah robin williams is too uneven I've just seen it before. Yeah, I think that's what it is, isn't it? Um, stuff that's good is him versus Miranda, but she just irritates me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I guess I'm going to go there. Uh, he's great. I th- I, and I think it's that bit where you think, oh, here comes the evil stepfather plan. He goes, nope, love nope. the kids. Crazy yeah. about him. Yeah. Especially look at that little one. She's adorable. Oh. You're like, all right, yeah, I can't get him out of here. Yeah. Best moment or element. Um. The best element is the makeup. Um, it is rather good. They picked wisely for going older. You, for being someone like Robin Williams, who's more of a man-looking rather than a woman, um, you couldn't get away with um, Scarlet of the Night or, yeah. or you know... Um, Con- Conchita or whatever. Yeah, whatever it was. Um so going older was better for him, and uh, the makeup was was brilliant because I didn't see Robin Williams in that. Um, 
But the courtroom scene is the one that got me. Oh, okay. The second very one, end, yes, second, yeah. yeah, because he breaks down. And at any point, um, she could have said, well, this is affecting him so much, that's going to affect the kids. Um, he loves his kids. Stop. He needs to be able to see them at least twice a week or something. You know, and she doesn't. She don't intervene. And you see him break down, and that's all. When any in the courtroom, whenever it's about, it's, he's doing all this for the kids, and he wants to see them. Yeah, there's not no nothing for him other than he wants to see the kids, yep. and they want to see him. They at one point they plead with her and say, "Well, why can't he pick up from school? Why? Nope, we're getting a nanny. Well, you cost him money." When the father is already good enough, you're okay, you don't want to be with him, but it doesn't mean you've got to get him out of your life completely. That's not good for the kids. So, yeah, that courtroom bit got me hurt. Georgia? Um, uh, I always say the end, and I usually say, when I say this, it's not because I, it's not the credits, so it's not that type of film. Um, but <laughs> the, I did really like the resolution to the film where because they don't get back together mm-hmm. and it's it's actually left in a really healthy place for a film that has got some really weird ups and downs in it and a really weird relationship between mum and dad this is left in a healthy progressive place for an audience watching yeah it's it's very very good the ending to this film is i wasn't expecting it because it was i've just been through the half hour of the film it's like why is this here and then it pivots so quite to- the tonal shift is quite dramatic actually from oh look at we go slapstick comedy da 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 impression stand up and then you get this actually really quite poignant message about family mm-hmm. and parents and it's it made me go oh oh okay yeah yep. it's it's really well done uh, what oh, about you Ian? me yeah um I'm gonna go with the fight scene in the kitchen I said it early on I still think it is it's yeah. the best one couple at the end of their thing and how do you present that um yeah some real actual acting taking place uh, I can give honorable mention I'll do it on this one the bit where he's been discovered as 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 Daniel after he's in the Heimlich maneuver yeah and he says sorry about the pepper to stew and they just shake hands yeah <laughs> and that's it and anytime you had a two shot of mrs Dalfire and stew side by side where you're like yeah one of them's a regular guy and one of them's like chiseled out of stone <laughs> yeah i think it's fantastic so yeah, yeah um grumble if you can think of one Liam. Well, <laughs> my grumble is the fact that um, they use the cross-dressing as oh, yeah, right. a way of um, being a wrong thing and, you know, you should be uh, put away for or you should um, have psychiatric help for, you know. As we know in 2023 or before then, you know, people are people and just because you wear different types of clothes doesn't make you any less of a father, any less of a person. You are who you are. And the way they dealt with this was not really that great. And like I said, being in San Francisco, you'd have thought they'd have been a bit more open about it and a bit more progressive about it rather than going for the cheap shots and the cheap jokes of 1993. That's my grumble. Yeah, cheap comedy. Cheap comedy. Yeah, it was. Uh, Georgia? Oh, I've said it before, this film did not need to be two hours long. It could have been 90 minutes. They could have been in and out with still had the poignant message on the end and it would have been really, really good. There is too much. There's too many montages. There's too many montages. There's too much shtick. Yeah. It just doesn't need to be there. It's recycled shtick. Mm-hmm. And I didn't care for it. 
Uh, me. I, yes, you. Georgia summed up a fair bit of it for me. I just... Uh, Oh, it's Robin Williams doing his bits, and he's he's funny, and it's this movie didn't know what it wanted to be. That's what I wanted. To yeah. Are you a serious film? Are you a slapstick vehicle from Robin Williams? You're just as an old woman doing old woman things, and that's funny. It's fun. It's funny. Yeah. In places, but you can yeah, but you can bind these things, and you don't really know what to do with it. On your notes of cheap laughs and all that stuff, there's a strange bit where Chris won't hug his father because he's not. And Dad's like, I get it. It's a man thing. Yeah. And again, this idea of this machismo. You're 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 too masculine. You got to work through this. Now you're not ready for it. Different. But he goes to, I get it. It's a man thing. Yeah. It's a guy thing. And I'm like, I, I don't get that. No. no. So but still your father, no matter what. Whereas the girls are like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, well, not the girl. The girl Lydia yeah. is like, yeah, yeah, totally, totally get it. Um. Yeah, I thought it was strange, but um, movie doesn't know what it wants to be. And the stuff that it is is just like I said. It's, it's I like Robin Williams, but my Robin Williams movies were always I like Aladdin, which is fine because he does all the vocals. You can animate around him and you can control that. And that yep. That's good. Um, so you can do your one man shtick, and it works in an animated format because you can, you can the visuals can match how over the top he is naturally. And yeah. you can keep him in a lamp when you need to. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> put a lid on it. Uh, and he was also a supporting character uh, in that regard, uh, whereas. Um, the other stuff, you know, I've really enjoyed his, you know, Dead Poet Society. He's acting. Good Will Hunting. He's acting. One hour photo. One hour photo. He's acting. Um, Good Morning Vietnam. He does. He has his moments, but he's also doing some acting. Yeah, he's doing bits. And it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, when you get a chance to act off someone, it felt like this film just took the lazy way out far too often. Yeah. Yeah. And Sally Field and him are not, and that's part of the problem. They're not a fit. No, they're no, not, a, they're no not a fit. She's not a comedic actor. No. He's not a dramatic actor. No. At least not in the version. This film was never supposed to be a dramatic Robin Williams turn. No. And that doesn't work with these two actors. No. If you wanted me to hate Miranda, job done. Yeah, but I don't think that was the intent. I don't think it was the intent because if it was the intent, it would be clearer. Yeah. It isn't, it's not clear enough if, it, if that is and the And she intent. gets away with it by saying, I was angry. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. <sighs> um... Anybody's best role ever? No. No. There we go. Uh, let's that third extra on the right <laughs> outside the school was best best role ever. I never wanna hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Age game, age game. Let's all play the age game. I'll say this much. Ethan gave me a list of five this time. Hey. hey, not four. Last year I talked smack about him. I hear his news resolution oh, yeah, last is five. Year, <laughs> last year when I was sat here eating, uh, eating chicken selects whilst you were still recording. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk about Mrs. Doubtfire. So first up, uh, Liam, I believe. Oh, I don't remember how Christmas went, so I don't know who's winning or not. Uh, I'd be... I'd be um, did Ethan no. ask? I think Ethan asked. I think I was contestant. I almost mustn't have done very well. Oh, okay. Uh, first up, first up, Robin Williams himself. Robin Williams. Uh, what was this, 93? So... 40... Oh, go on. Go on. 44. I was going to say 45. <laughs> 44, 45. The correct answer is 42.3. Oh, I almost oh. went 43 as well, and I chickened out. Oh, I should have done it. Next up, uh, I remember that I have neighbors since midnight. Uh, Sally Field. 
Um, 38. 42. 47. Wow. Mm. Five years older doesn't happen too often, does no. it? No. Let's go with the children. Let's start with let's start with the middle child as presented in the film, anyway. Is that the girl? It's the boy. Boy. I played Chris. His name is Matthew yes, yeah, Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. I reckon he's a young looking, like 15. Four, 13. 13? Uh, point and a half? Oh. We made a deal, but if you get it exactly right. You get an extra half point. Yeah, I was here for that oh, because okay. that's the one I got two right. It's hard. It's hard exact get, right ones. Oh, that's right. It's hard because you guys are. Because that was know, about a month ago. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are a bit more fluid than the rest of us, than, than me. <laughs> I don't know who's here from week to week. I just know I am. <laughs> Hermes is still a thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's go with Lisa Jacob, who played Lydia. The older girl. Yeah, that's a... I don't want to do a bonus one, but yeah, go for it. 15. Uh, 14. Georgia, what'd you say? 15. 15 is correct. Point and a half. Well done. Uh, and then, not finally, penultimately, penultimately, um, Mara Wilson. I reckon in this film she is five. I was going to go six. Six is correct for point now. Cool. Um, you know what? That's where I ended it. I'm doing two more. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, go for it. Piers Brosnan? <laughs> Let's do Piers Brosnan. Ooh. Um, 45. 43. I'm trying to remember what time when, when this movie came out. 93, wasn't it? 93? Yeah, 30th anniversary. Yeah, 30th anniversary of its UK releases this week. Oh, yeah, this week. So it uh, would have been late 93. So he is... What did you say again? Remind me, sir? 43. 43 and... 45. Correct answer is 40. Ooh, well 43. done, you. So Georgia cannot tie with his last okay, one. But uh, let's take a look at one last one, which is... Mrs. Selner, played by Anne Haney. 57. 50, I'm going to go younger. 53. 57. Oh, 53. The correct answer is... I don't remember the year. It was 93, which makes it... 59. Well dudes. done. So what did you say? 57. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, close battle. Five to three and a half. But yeah, I thought it was just fitting that we went... The three kids are all right, but let's have some... Let's have some... Yeah, let's yeah. Have, yeah, so we gotta make sure we do that. So there we are. Well done. Um, the critics, the critics. George, do you have these? I do. Yeah. Um, this is Doubtfire. So uh, I'm looking to see if I can find the uh, the overall sort of metrics. That's fine. Oh, yeah. But you go ahead and uh, say what the critics have to say. Yeah, we have got Rita Kempley from the Washington Post says, You will laugh till your ribs ache, not because director Chris Columbus of the Home Alone movies is a gift for fast, which he does, but because Williams is to funny what the Energizer Bunny is to batteries. He keeps going and going and going. Who was that by? Um, that was Rita Kempley from the Washington Post. Well, that's a good review, Rita Kempley. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? Nope. Um then we have got Robert Fares from the Austin Chronicle. Says, raw, uncoated stupidity that sticks in your throat. <laughs> Not a fan. No. Then we have our good friend Roger Ebert. Eeps. Who says, the film is not as amusing as the premise. And where, and uh, and there were long stretches where I'd had quite enough of Mrs. Doubtfire. There we go. Yeah. Two I mean, and a half. I was going to say, I'm guessing it was two and a half based yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, Seven point. One on the IMDb, so fairly 
good but not great on sort of both metrics mm-hmm. uh i put out a fleece as i'm known to do and said is this a good film great film great film good film or k film or poor film with 50 percent of the vote the answer is great film uh, 34% say good, 11% say okay, 5% say four for an 84% beetroot metric. I wonder how many of those people have watched this recently. Yeah. I think there's some nostalgia I here. I think there is. Yeah. I do. George, do we have any from the Friends of the Podcast? No. We'll see if that updates. Yeah, the, they did uh, not like me uh, spamming them all in one go, I don't mm. think. No. <laughs> um, David from Scriptical says, this is a tough one. Love Robin Williams and the character is so iconic, but it descends into an 80s sitcom in the restaurant scene. It's good, but not great. Nate the Great, very brief one here. One of Robin Williams' finest performances, very endearing. Carla from the movie Loot, surprisingly, I've never seen it. Wow. My wife likes it a lot, though. Nostalgia Cast says, I don't buy into its central conceit in the slightest. The Daniels family is well aware of what he does for a living, yet wouldn't see right through his disguise makes them look stupid. <laughs> That's the, a very good point. The movie doesn't sugarcoat its divorce angle, which makes it refreshing and bittersweet. And uh, Queen of the Gift, Kara says, I remember this movie fondly, very quotable. 30 years later, I still say, hello. I also <laughs> love the scene with Harvey Firestein when they're creating Mrs. Doubtfire. Williams Improv and Quick Wit make this a classic for me. I'm wondering how much of it will hold up to a 2023 lens. Well, you've heard that. Yeah, you have heard that. Um, yeah. So now it's time for us to go. I have no final critics on this one. So if you like this film or episode, you'd like... Uh, good morning, Vietnam. Yep. Good old hunting. Good old good old hunting's a bit of a, it's a different movie. Good old hunting's sure. good. It's good. Um, maybe Jack Black, School of Rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for one man sticky kind of films. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, let's go ahead and do our ratings. Our ratings as we all turn to the pumpkins at midnight here. We do past midnight. Uh, we've been going for six hours, Liam. Uh, wow. <laughs> to the two sessions. Uh, a year apart. Um, <laughs> yeah, different different years. Uh, where where are you landed on this one? Um, I thought I was going to enjoy this more than I did. Um, I haven't watched this film for a lot of years. And I don't have the nostalgia that um, most people do with this movie because I didn't see it until I was in my early 20s. Um but there are some really touching elements and moments to it, like the father in the courtroom pleading for his kids um, and come from a one-parent family with my dad bringing up me and my sisters. Um, it's quite raw to me and glad that happened. And back in the 90s, that was never really a big thing. Uh, 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 not a big thing. It was a big thing. It was not a... Common. Common thing. Yeah, that's the word. Um, so I don't like all the slapstick side of things. Robin Williams needed to be reined in a bit more in this. I didn't like the way they dealt with, um, the cross dressing side of things, uh, especially being in San Francisco and being the LGBT community. Um, I think they could have, instead of using it as a joke and a cheap laugh, it could have been betterly handled. So with that, I think I'm going to give it... Oh, and the young kid, she was really good. I thought her against Robin Williams was a good pairing. The young girl and Robin Williams really worked well together. It's very expressive. 
very, very You can very see twist. why she goes on to have a career mm-hmm. for, throughout her childhood here. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm probably going to give it six as my first day as a woman, and I'm already having hot flushes out of ten. <laughs> Excellent. Let's uh, hear from the twisted mind of uh, our regular uh, uh, absentee. and Well, not regular absentee, but uh, our absentee, uh, Mr. Ethan. Who says, right, okay, so you know how Megan really hated Dewey Flynn when he did School of Rock? That's the same level of rage I feel towards Daniel in this movie. Everything the man does during this film is deranged and dangerous and reckless. Yeah, the man loves his kids so much to pretend to be a woman. Good for you, pal. Maybe you should have been a less dangerous father in the meantime and tried to make a competition uh, over who is the most fun parent. When the film tries to tell us that Pierce Brosnan's the bad guy, the worst thing he does in the film is shows us that Daniel's a loser, which he is. <laughs> The only time Daniel actually does anything on the true moral standard is when he says that they shouldn't encourage children to smoke. Wow, what a saint. <laughs> okay, real world brain over. Film brain time. It's a fun time when it's entertaining, which really varies. I don't care about the weird trans jokes because it was the 90s and we've all moved past that as a society. The film, like this review, could do an entire third cut from it because it's just too long for the substance it has. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It has some funny moments, but it's nowhere near as good as I remember when I was a wee baby. I'll give it six years out of prison. Daniel deserves out of ten. <laughs> wow! But did, he, but did he like it? <laughs> uh, I don't think the film tells us Pierce Brosnan is the bad guy. No. I think it tells us he's the competition. I think the movie goes out of its way to say he's a really good guy. He is a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. And like she, I Mrs. Think, Doubtfire is mean to him. Mean, yeah. mean, mean. But I think naturally, as the stepfather or as a father figure, it's the trope, isn't it? Is the trope of yep. being you know it's a bit like um, the mother-in-law, isn't it? Yep. You know, you always think mother-in-laws are. Bad because of the mother and George jokes. Yep. But yeah, no, he was really good in that. Georgia. Yeah, I honestly had no idea what to expect from this film um, because all I knew was Toodaloo and <laughs> with her covered in. Ian does that so much better, doesn't he? Yeah, than I'm, Mrs. Delphi. That's <laughs> all I knew. Um, I had, yeah, I had no idea about this film. And so I watched it and was kind of like, okay, okay. Oh, that was nice. Like, that is, that is how my reaction to this film went. Um, so. It does get maybe half a point back because the end, it ends it in a really positive place. And I think that's probably been good for several children watching this throughout the years. Absolutely. Um, Especially with breakups. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like t- kids that are going through that sort of thing. That's a really, really powerful, positive message positive, to hear on the yeah, end of the yeah, film. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it gets a bit more from that. It is, he, he does what he does very well. Mm-hmm. This film just wasn't the right vehicle for it. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't knock his performance because his performance isn't bad his performance is brilliant as it always is it's just not slotted in in the right places it feels weird um so i'm gonna give this mm, seven prosthetic noses out of ten all right i did like his barbara streisand (laughs) what about you ian Uh, and end of the long haul i can see you procrastinating yeah, I mean, I'm like Hermes trying to pad this runtime. Like, <laughs> like Daniel was padding various parts of his body. Uh, um, I never was nostalgic for this film. No. Never was. I just never, I, I thought, that was kind of a, serious is the wrong word, but I, I think my, my comedic taste was more mature, younger. Yes. That's, that's actually a good way of phrasing it. Um, and so as a result, this I thought this was beneath me. And when everybody else is going nuts, I'm like, this is stupid. I was, I don't know, 14 when this came out. Yep. And just going, I don't want to be 
Chris doing House of Pain on my dad on the table. I was like, this is stupid. What are you doing? Grow up. Yeah. Um, I didn't think you'd grow up to be a 60-something-year-old woman. Um, <laughs> but I'm so predisposed to like Robin Williams, and we're so predisposed to love everything he did, and I feel that the vote we did turned into a into a uh, referendum like. on do you like Robin Williams? Yeah. I love Robin Williams. Yeah. I thought it was, I actually thought it was not to break out my voice of reason sort of cut, <laughs> cut place here, but no, I'm, 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 I'm not that out of line with anybody here. So, um, was it enjoyable to watch Robin Williams? It was mad as Sally Field, the wrong person to put opposite him. She was. There was for all sorts of reasons. All sorts it's of reasons. just not that movie. No. Uh, actually, I quite actually. If actually, interesting. I think if you change Sally Field, this movie might be might better. be even more than better. It might be savable. Yeah. Like to like a good to like a go. It's a good. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a quite good film. It's not. It's not a quite good film. It's got some good performances. It's got some good elements, but it stops short of being a good film. Uh, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. We have some with some with some moments that made me genuinely laugh. So. With that in mind, I'm going to go for, oh, let's say six and a half new pots that Daniel had to buy Mrs. Hillard when he burnt all the food and got the, the takeaway out of 10. Because <laughs> we never did cover that. Like, how's he clean? Like, yeah, you made yeah. dinner. Where'd the dishes go? Yeah. So there we go. So that's that. So uh, we've started 2024 with, uh, I, I don't think, a front runner for film of the year. No. I don't think so. Nope. So um, definitely uh, check out what we got coming on next week, which we'll announce in a second. Check out, we're going to have the besties coming up. We're going to have the resties coming up. I'm sure Ethan it's always and I fun. have done something on the Doctor Who Christmas special. If you manage to get his internet connection <laughs> and, and microphone figured out. Uh, but outside of that, lots of stuff the BFE. Please check us out. Please engage with us on the Twitter. We love uh, we, we love engaging with, with our listenership. Wherever you are, however you do, this pod's for you. And sometimes I engage too when, <laughs> when I can figure out what's going when, on. When Liam figures Once out what month. Twitter is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there we are. So all that's left to do is for us to talk about what we're doing next week. Exciting. And it didn't take long. It just took two films into the year. We got our first double feature already. Georgia said she does like Robin Williams in all things, as long as he slotted in the right place. Let's see if it tones a little bit better this time. Oh, you don't forget doing No. We're doing, again, comedy kind of thing, but with a bit of a tinge to it. The 25-year anniversary of Robin Williams pretty much going, I'd like my Oscar, please, but it doesn't go that way. They say that... uh, Maybe a parent should be a friend, but when was Doctor more than just a learned friend? Doctor Patch We're doing Adams. Robin Williams in Patch Adams. Wow, I've never seen this film. Have you not seen Patch I've Adams? Never seen it. Based on a true story, is it? Based not? on a true story. I think it's a very loosely based true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Robin Williams, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Wow. Patch Adams. Heard it referenced? Not a clue. There you go. Oh, I haven't seen it either, so. So uh, that's what we're going to be doing next week. 
So there we are. We want to thank oh, our Robin Patreon. Williams double bill. Yeah, Robin Williams double oh, bill. Right there. Cool. We want to thank our Patreon backers. Julian Hermes, James Guzman, Leonor Oberholzer, Anthony and Davies, Chris Peterson, Randall, Silva, It's Almost Midnight, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. The Heatmeister, <laughs> Reverend Bruce, Nate the Great, Andy Dixon, Holly Callen, Cheesy with a Fish on a Bike, Richard, Ryan Kukets, Dirk, but his friends call him Diggler. Hey, Diggler. Shyberger, Freund, <laughs> Stu from the Stu World Order Podcast, and Norfolk Damas. If you want to be like one of those great people who help keep the lights on here at the Studio of Awesomeness, take a look at the patreon support the pod help us keep the lights on that's patreon.com slash bfe we kept it simple for you so um that's really about it time to sign off a long double bill so with that in mind i'll say please join us next week when we just hit the repeat button and say what's robin williams like in a maybe a more dramatic tinge as we look at 1998 patch adams Four best film ever. I've been Liam. And I've been Georgia. And hey, a general message to start off the new year. Love each other. And if you feel that strange sensation in the back of your head, you may have just been the victim of a run by fruity. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flop. <laughs> <laughs>